This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Halloween edition of this radio program, and only one of the hosts of the show took the time to come in in costume. I am so awesome. <laughs> I am so awesome, and Mark is so lame. He I, totally said he was going to, too. He, to- he did. He did. And that's it. Mark, I am disappointed. You know, I got an excuse, but it's not very good. I, I really didn't remember um, earlier to the day <laughs> when I came to the studio, and I spent here a long time today. So what can I tell you? Your costume is uh, very good. Nemi. Fantastic. Yep. Thank you're, you. You're I'm, like the, I'm so glad you guys like it. The bat hottie. I'm the bat hottie. Yeah. Bat girl. Yep. So you can see the costumes if you go to our cam page, cam.freetalklive.com. Uh, Mark and I uh, pathetically put on put a couple on of silly hats. <laughs> We've got hats on. Mark has the uh, orange fedora, and I'm wearing the rainbow pimp hat. I love your rainbow pimp hat. It's a good hat. It is. You can it get is. it for four bucks on uh, some online party store straight from China. You know, can't, I bet you most of it. my outfit is from China yeah. as well. Yeah, make sure you wash it. It's probably covered in lead. Mm, <laughs> That's good. not a nice thing to say. Is that a, is that some kind of shot against Chinese manufacturing? Uh, but no, it's it's it's, it's gets qual- Chinese quality control, which I, of which I do not think they're this that much. Hmm. Your phone was probably made in China, for all you know. It's probably true. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. So lots to talk about. Of course, if you want, to, you can take control of the airwaves here. And on the way tonight, there's news about Amsterdam. Apparently. It's pretty good news, as a matter of fact. We'll, we'll give you that. Uh, but, Nemi, you came in tonight with something that was pretty outrageous. Yeah, federal civil rights lawyers have filed suit last week against Meridian, Mississippi, and other defendants for operating what the government calls a school-to-prison pipeline in which students are denied basic constitutional rights, sent to court, and incarcerated for minor school infractions like talking back or violating a dress code, or swearing at someone. Which state was this? Missouri? This is in Missouri. Mississippi. Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi. Yes. So, school to prison, I mean, that's not really a big difference, right? One's a day prison, one you stay there 24 hours. Well, going home at night's a big difference. Yeah, I guess so. But it's not really a surprise, uh, considering that's basically what they're doing in Texas, where they've been handing out misdemeanor charges to students as young as elementary school age, for acting up in class, talking back, uh, you know, flashing somebody the bird or shooting their, you know, pulling down their pants and putting their, putting their butt cheeks up against the bus there window. They were getting fines, too, weren't they? Uh, well, there, there were Class C misdemeanor charges, which usually results in, in being fined. Yeah. yeah. This is jail, uh, prison. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. so this sounds like a step worse than that. So children are handcuffed and arrested in school and incarcerated for days at a time without a probable cause hearing. Children detained wait for more than 48 hours for a hearing. It's, um, that's in a violation of the Mississippi Constitution. Uh, children make admissions to formal charges without being Constitution, advised. Constitution, Constitution. Advised of their Miranda rights. And children are not routinely granted legal representation during the juvenile justice process. Now, the school district was investigated uh, by the attorney general's office and did not cooperate. It was an eight-month investigation, and he said the... Um, Attorney General said they had no choice but to file suit. Uh, so these are unconstitutional actions. Said that Meridian is not the only location in the country with such a system. However, it is the only one to date where local authorities have not been fu- fully cooperative with federal investigators. So the feds are investigating them for doing this? Yes. Yep. Interesting. It's bizarre. So it's not all of Mississippi then? It's no, just it's one this, one, this one particular town, Meridian, Mississippi. Because the Texas thing is all of Texas. 
Texas schools across Texas are handing out Class C misdemeanor charges to students. That's crazy to yeah. me. It's just just crazy for the most to me. for the most minor, piddly things that like everybody did or knew somebody who did when they were in high school. Like violating a city ordinance. Is that no, that... like breaking the rules at the high school. Like right. violating the dress code or you know sassing a teacher or right. But how did they make it a how did they make it a violation? You know what I mean? Is it a city, like a city ordinance like here in Keene if you I fail don't the process? Think it's a city ordinance thing. It's it's a Texas state thing. Like That's crazy. It's totally literally thousands of students every year are being charged with class C misdemeanors out there. So this sounds it's bad. It's so unlike school that I went to that I just don't even I, I don't even get it. I can't imagine they're carting kids off and giving them charges um, in Texas and actually arresting them and putting them in jail for days at a time for silly offenses in, in Mississippi. I just and, and they say that's not the only place that's happening. right? No, they, they listed another town in Tennessee, Shelby County, as a school system where complaints had been received, but where local officials had been fully cooperative with the, the Justice Department. So Mississippi is so they're stonewalling them. Yep. Yeah. Is there other other news about nope, that? That's that's about all I have. I just I, so no one's been brought up in charges. There's no. just an investigation that's that's going on. You no know, one but the students. I remember reading right. an article not too long ago about the the high school where I went, where a kid was arrested after a teacher caught him with a lighter, a, a cigarette lighter, because it was arrested contraband. For a cigarette lighter. Right. Well, okay. he freaked out because they took it away from him. It was considered contraband, and mm-hmm. he freaked out and hit a t- hit a teacher. Okay, he didn't get arrested so, for a lighter. No, <laughs> but but this is this is kind of what we're talking about. Is when I was in school, we were allowed to smoke on school property. You know. Wow. And oh, so the now, good old days. Right, the good old days when you could do things that were bad for you. There was a smoking lounge at. The- my high school but that was before i ever went there they had converted it at that point wow really at one point yeah you're not that much older than me nemi no no i'm older than you are yes and so there was a smoking uh place on on your regular this was a regular high school you weren't the the, the bad high High? no this was not keen high i didn't go to keen high i went to private school remember i'm an elitist okay Okay. that's right so there, there was a place to smoke at this at this private school which is no longer even allowed anywhere in the state so can't do it. Stop that entirely. But, but to to go from a time not what twenty years ago mm-hmm. that you could have a lighter on your person and not be subject to seizure by by someone have it considered contraband because what are you going to do with a lighter? I don't know. Set something on fire? I guess you could, but I mean, you know, it, it, I don't. You can conceal it so easily. It's not worth making it against the rules. Yeah, I just I I don't see why it gets. We're moving toward a zero tolerance of anything policy in in schools it just it well, it's more than as... zero tolerance now right i mean it's zero tolerance plus jail i mean it used to be zero tolerance would get you a detention right. or Suspension. some kind of you know you have to pick up the garbage on the school property afterwards or after school or something like that some kind of in school punishment well, I would and now they're, they're even hitting a teacher was probably at one point something that they handled in the school you know I, most of the time yeah. i would think that in you know that i think that that Generally, they didn't turn these things over. The schools handled pupil punishment. You know, I would imagine that the idea, obviously the Mississippi bureaucrats aren't talking about this, but I'd imagine that the rationale here is that, well, we just need to crack down harder because nothing makes kids respect authority more than uh, cracking down and using as much violence as possible. Which, Of course, I disagree. I mean, I don't believe in the idea of authority, but if you do believe in it uh, and you want people to respect it, then 
you should be reasonable. Well, you know, the, the so-called authorities should be reasonable in the way they're dishing out uh, punishments instead of taking kids to the, the mat. There's not a lot of evidence for, for increasing the punishment and it being effective. Oh, I agree with deterring you. deterring crime. In fact, so, in, in many cases, can create the opposite of your intentions. I mean, if you, if you want to dish out the most punishment, you're going to just create resentment. I'm not, I'm not saying, saying you do. But, I mean, even if I'm not saying that you, you disagree, I'm just saying that if you do believe in a you know, carrot stick system, and in fact, and frankly, I think that high school is mostly about the stick and very little about the carrot. But um, if you do believe in this system, a bigger stick generally doesn't make uh, for a more effective system or more compliance to the rules. That's mostly true. Mostly, what happens is is that you know you just you just use a bigger stick on people, yep. and it doesn't send a message or anything like that because the people who com- break the rules don't expect to get caught or don't know they're breaking your rule or, you know, I mean, a variety of things. They're not breaking your rule and saying, oh, well, the punishment doesn't, you know, it doesn't scare me. Mm. There's very few people out there doing that. And if they it's it's a, it's a public school, they just leave. If the punishment's too bad and they want to break your rules, they just won't go anymore. If they think your rules are stupid and they're willing to break them. They just won't go anymore. Well, and that's really the only solution here is for parents who care about their kids. Get your kids out of these government schools. I mean, even if you're not in Mississippi or Meridian, Mississippi or in Texas, uh, there's no really – you keep your kids in those schools and the, you know, the more they're there, the greater the chance something terrible is going to happen because I, of the system. I have more on this when we come back. All right. We like. can do that here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. Also, your call certainly welcome. One eight five five four five zero three seven three three. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. And if you've got some sort of Halloween story, teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty to young and old alike. Libertania: The Liberation of Conformia is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candy Maker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up anything you want. Toll-free, 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that you'll find there completely free. That's, again, freetalklive.com. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, And don't forget, you can uh, once again go to freetalklive.com and enjoy various different uh, features like our (laughs) webcam, as mentioned previously. You can see Nemi and her uh, Batgirl costume here at cam.freetalklive.com. That is cam.freetalklive.com. Unlike those other talk show hosts, our website is free, and that means the webcam is free as well. So enjoy cam.freetalklive.com. The uh, phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI. SACL CAI is a company that handles accounts receivable. You can go see their website by going to freetalklive.com and clicking on the top banner on the right-hand side of the page. SACL CAI is uh, owned and operated by Jason Osborne and his uh, dad, Mike, and they're big supporters of Liberty and consequently big supporters of Free Talk Live. Again, it's uh, freetalklive.com, SACL CAI. All right. So uh, we're going to go to you and your thoughts here. Uh, Nemi, there was something that you wanted to add about the Meridian story. Yeah. 
Yeah, it just was. Um, this targets mostly African American kids and kids with disabilities. Not and, surprised. Yeah, this has been going on for several months now. It's eight month investigation, and it's um, they go into a little more detail about the treatment. Um, the alleged mistreatment included youngsters being crammed into small, filthy cells and tormented with the arbitrary use of mace as punishment for even the most minor infractions, nice. such as talking too much or failing to sit in the back of their cells. Wow. So in 2010, Lauderdale County it's officials... It's funny, they give you a cell and then tell you where in the cell you must sit. That's right. <laughs> so they agreed to reform the jail system and consider alternatives, but they have not done that. It's a broken system. Um, where the most vulnerable population of kids are not receiving their constitutionally guaranteed rights. So the managing attorney for the center's Mississippi office, and this is the center. Gosh, I just had the name and I lost it. Doesn't it figure? That's all right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really stunned that they're uh, locking these kids up for things like talking back, uh, talking back, and dress code violations. I mean, actual jail for days at a time for dress code violations. That's how insane this system has become, and how perverted it is. I mean, it's it's sick. And the the longer your son or daughter are in these government schools, the more likely something like this is going to happen to them. If Texas and this Mississippi town continue to get away with what they're doing, you'll probably see it spread to other schools because people, even though, Mark, you're right that this punish, you know, punishment attitude, like let's punish them harder kind of attitude doesn't actually do anything to really reduce, uh, reduce unwanted behavior. They don't know and they don't really care. They just feel like it does. They feel like punishment works. And so they're just going to keep cranking it up. If the only thing you've got is a hammer, then everything looks like a nail. I mean, and, and that's one of these – that's what this situation is really all about. The only way – if the only way you can get somebody to behave the way you want them to behave is by punishing them, then the only way you have to get people to continue to behave is to continue to ratchet up, ratchet up the, the punishment. That's it. And this doesn't work in the, 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 the workplace. I mean, school's supposed to prepare you for life. Life is not jail, which is really all about punishment. It's workplaces. Workplaces don't ha- don't lock anybody up for dress code violations. They send you home. Yeah, if it's a dress code violation, you see, you know, if you, there is a dress code. You might get a write-up or something like that. If there's a dress code violation, you send them home or you find an in-school suspension situation or whatever it is, and that's that's how you handle it. I mean, there's no reason to ratchet this up. I don't think that... I think that obviously whatever your dress code is, the kids are going to push the boundaries of it. Sure. I think that uh, dress codes, you know, have their their pluses and minuses and people need to look at it. But, uh, you know, the idea that you're going to put everybody in black, um, in blue pants and a white shirt and that's just going to solve all kinds of problems, I I really don't (laughs) agree with. Let's go to the phones here. Uh, Tinfoil Hat Matt is on the line listening in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, uh, you guys are talking about some serious stuff, so I thought I might lighten it up a little bit. Okay. Um, do any of you guys have ethanol in your uh, vehicles? Do we have ethanol in our vehicles? Does it? Is yes. it that? Don't you they know, add that to like, it? Yes. Yeah, they they add that to the gas, right? Oh, um, so Mark, Mark, you agree? You have ethanol? I think that it's ethanol that's in the vehicle. Okay, uh, Ian. I haven't the slightest clue. I imagine if it's in the gas, then uh, it would be in the vehicle. Nemi? Why are you asking questions you know the answer to? Oh, because 
there was a question that came up before with this whole chemtrail thing, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, and I can't say I agree or disagree, but the question came up, asked by Ian, how would they get something into all the planes if they were trying to chemtrail us with some substance? Avgas, uh-huh. so it's a it's the exhaust from the uh, the jets. No, it's the same thing. It's an additive. Okay. Okay. Maybe so additive, now you're suggest so what you're suggesting maybe. is that huh? uh, your belief is that chemtrails exist, and you're suggesting no, that no, 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 no. I don't. I don't believe that chemtrails exist, but I do believe that if they were trying to get them into all of the planes, all they would have to do is put it as an additive. In most cases, they're talking about particular stuff, aluminum aluminum, aluminum sulfate and things like that being uh, what the chemtrails are. Some people are, will claim to you exactly what this stuff is. And, right, right. I'm not. I'm not. Okay. I, I'm not trying to get an argument with that. I'm just saying that that would be you a way to do it, right? Discussion earlier. I do, you know, I'm not a scientist or anything like that, but obviously there's going to be some sort of exhaust remaining after you burn up gasoline. But I don't imagine there's any distributable chemical or something like that. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. No, no. no my my whole point was is they add ethanol to our gas, and so we put it in our cars, and we drive around our cars, and it comes out, and we don't really think about it. So, you know, if uh, if I was Wanting to be a conspiracy theorist, and I'm not, but I'm saying is if I just put it in an additive in the jet fuel, seems like it'd be really easy to get it on all the planes, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Again, I don't. Most know of what... us know that ethanol. I mean, you know, they, at least they tell us that ethanol's in the gasoline, and they say right there on the pump. Whereas this would be a situation where they're not telling you what it is, and you'd have to get the uh, the ascent of whatever fuel companies are that are working with all of these planes. And I suspect that different airports probably have different contracts with different mm. major distributors, and it's probably only the major distributors that are providing the avgas um, here. So. You'd have to have yeah. some level and of whatever it knowledge. would be would have to it would but have I, to I, I, mix. It's, it's the best proposition I've heard so far. I don't know if trails. I agree. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not going to claim to be a scientist, and I don't think you are either, uh, Matt. But I, you know, whatever it would be would have to mix with the gasoline. You know, you can't just dump a bunch of uh, heavy chemical in, nope. or it's going to sit down at the bottom of a tank. Oh no, no, right, uh, exactly. And, no, and, no, and I it would agree also have you. to survive the combustion process. And and I'm not I'm not what are these conspiracy theorists? Okay, well then why don't you call about you... something you believe in? Thanks for the call. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. He was telling you how he believed it could be done. I understand that, but he doesn't actually believe in it. So he says, or he says All he right. wouldn't he wouldn't tell us whether or not he actually believes in it. So if you don't really care about chemtrails, then why are you calling about it? Eight five five four fifty free. It's free talk live. Sacral call in and CAI. talk about anything you want. That's what I'm saying. I'm just asking you why? Why call about something you don't care about? It's free talk live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society: the wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com.
is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want, 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Hope you enjoy the website because it's totally free. Those other talk show hosts charge you for their sites. We give it away and you actually get to control the content. So what you see on the front page are put there, those items are put there by listeners just like you. You find something online that you think is interesting, maybe the story about Amsterdam, which we'll talk about here in a little bit, uh, or whatever. Whatever you think is interesting, you can just put it up there and then other listeners get to vote on it. And the most voted up will make it to the, uh, the front and the top of the website. So when you go to freetalklive.com and you want to see what's fresh, you click Upcoming Stories. And that will give you a list of, uh, say, the last 48 hours worth of uh, content that has been submitted by listeners like you. You can then vote up or down on each of the items, depending on how you, whether you like it or not. And the most liked will make it off of, uh, off, off of the Upcoming Stories page and onto the front page of the website. So go to freetalklive.com and get interactive. Uh, Free Talk Live has teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on hand-picked gold and silver pieces and coins. All you have to do is go to gold.freetalklive.com and you can order your gold and silver online Right there. They also have a telephone number for you if you would uh, prefer to make a telephone call in order to make your order. And uh, be sure to mention Free Talk Live. And you'll get, not only will you get the gold and silver that you want to get and get it shipped to you so that you can have it in your possession, but you'll be, be getting some of the best prices and helping Free Talk Live in the process because we get a little cut. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's talk to Ike listening in Kentucky to LRN.FM. Hey, Ike. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you know, I want to record police, but I'm kind of afraid, you know, I mean, can't they just do anything they want? What if they tell me to, like, turn it off or something, you know? They're probably going to do that, yeah. Yeah. And then what? I say no? That would be the, yeah. you know, if, if, you brought up the, if you brought up the camera, you probably were, are going to at least want to give them a, a little bit of trouble about turning it off. I mean, as a citizen, as their employer, you should be able to, if you're on public property, they're public servants, you should be able to. Uh, on know, the side of the road, though, I'm in my, I'm inside of my private property, correct? I, I think that I, on the side of the road is a, a, often a little strange. Well, I mean, that's, that's the whole point. Like, if I get pulled over, I'm inside my car. My car is my private property. Well, you don't need to so be on private property to record the police. I mean, it's... I know. You can be in public, right? I know that. But. Right. Any, anywhere you're in public, uh, you should be able to record anyone, including the police, certainly the police. Uh, but none of these things, none of what should be right and what should be okay will affect how the situation plays out. Oh, the only thing that affects how the situation plays out is the attitude of the cop. And if the cop do you is, ever, like, do you ever back off and stop recording if you see like a uh, cop that you know is just going to throw you in jail, even though you know he's wrong? The I only time that I've back down the from... only time that I've stopped recording is when the person who is the subject of the police interrogation has asked me to stop recording. That's true. I will do that as well. I always ask the person before I'll even before I even start. Generally, if possible, right, right. Uh, unless you know the cops are just taking somebody down or something like that. Like you know, if it's a pullover, if somebody gets pulled over to the side of the road, I'll walk up after the cop leaves the window and ask the person if they want us to keep an eye on things or record the the situation. Most of the time they don't because most people are embarrassed about uh, dealing with the police and they're they're not you know they don't want to see themselves on YouTube uh, that kind of thing. But I'm not uh, really embarrassed. I'm just scared of like you know 
No, I'm not saying you're embarrassed. I'm saying most people that the the police are are dealing with. So, like, if you were recording the police dealing with someone else, if if the police had pulled someone over and you were recording that, the the person who was pulled over may not appreciate what you're doing. Yeah, they could be a statist. You never know. Well, I don't know what their political viewpoint is. I don't know if they even know. But uh, I know that they generally, I think people just don't want to have, you know— People that they know, knowing that they got pulled over and seeing it on YouTube and that kind of thing. But just back to your original question of, you know, what's going to happen to you as a camera person? It just all completely depends on which cop you're you're dealing with and what their attitude is. If the cop is of the mindset that they want to be transparent and ignore the cameraman, then you'll be fine. If the cop's of the mindset that they uh, have a real issue with being recorded, then they're going to come up with something to uh, to get you with. You know, whether it's disorderly conduct, disobeying a police officer, in uh, interfering with an investigation, obstructing government justice, or obstructing government administration. These are all possible charges that uh, could be brought against you as a as a camera person wiretapping they could uh, go after you with as well so those are almost always dropped when you go to court aren't they i I don't i i can't tell you that because uh you know most people don't record the cops uh in a lot of cases if someone is recording the cops the cops will take the camera uh they'll delete the footage they'll let the person go so I don't know if there have been that many people who've been recording the police that have actually taken it to court. Simon Glick did in in the Boston area, and he, you know, the courts came out in favor of of him. Yeah, there have been a quite a couple of instances where the where the courts have told the police that, uh, that absolutely you have to let people record you on public property, but. That doesn't didn't I mean, stop them from arresting me last. They week. haven't thrown any cops in jail over this one. Yeah, and and I think until they start fining them or throwing them in jail, you're probably going to see this continue to happen. Or you see um, sub- substantial awards in in cases filed by people who have lost their equipment. Yeah, I think that uh, yeah. substantial awards is what I meant by fines. But you're right. The uh, generally the police themselves don't actually have to pay any fines. It's right. just their department. Also, uh, on a different topic, real quick before I go. Um, I like, you guys were talking about marijuana yesterday. I like it. I like to smoke it and I would love to, but I don't because I have a three-year-old. I wish I could, but gosh, I was in a state where they're pretty harsh and they could take my kid away. So that's probably like, mm. yep. Certainly yeah. wouldn't be worth my kid to me. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. I really I can't. It. I wish I could though. I'd say, Ike, you know, it, I, I encourage people to record the police, obviously. I think that's the only thing that can hold them accountable in any way, shape, or form is the public recording them. But on the other hand, I don't blame anybody for being, you know, intimidated by them. They yeah. are scary, and nobody wants to have to go to court. Uh, but So I would recommend moving to New Hampshire and then recording the police, because then at least you've got an activist network behind you that can be there. Can call You can call them, and they'll respond within a short period of time if you're in the, you know, a populated area. Uh, and it gives you a little bit more safety. Plus, at least here in Keene, the cops are well trained. I mean, they know that uh, people should have the right to record That's them. Right. And I've never, more, I've more never about... seen a cop in Keene uh, put up a fuss about people recording them. I don't know I how have. your yeah. cell coverage is there. There are plenty of apps for most of your smartphones that will live stream your video to the web, which is which is a good safety to have. If, yeah, I agree. If your if your phone is taken away or your camera. Um, yeah, and I'm also, thinking more and more about moving to uh, New Hampshire, so I might see you guys. Well, it's great here. I love it. I agree. Anyway. 
Hey, Ike, uh, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate Thank hearing you. from you. 855-450-FREE. Was- I mean, there are different cop block organizations across the country, and those are groups that you might want to hook up with. I don't know if there's one in Kentucky, but if there is one, that might be a good uh, connection to make yeah, to see, see if there's anybody else in your region that is willing to take that kind of risk with the police. I mean, we saw what happened down in Austin where John Bush was arrested for recording the police uh, down there. He's not the only one who's been arrested for they, that. They took him to trial or put him – I mean, there's one guy that they kept on arresting, right? The, the- Antonio Bueller has been yeah. arrested multiple times uh, because, you know, you'll be a target. I mean, if you make yourself known as an activist, then uh, they'll likely come after you again at that point. Yeah, right. Either so. the police are going to uh, obey the law and understand the law and choose to enforce the law. Or which they'll is see what you hope. as a threat. And I, right. I would hope that most departments and most police officers, after they get educated, I understand people don't like being recorded. It's weird and it's uncomfortable and people don't expect it. And I get it. But once they understand what the law is in this area, if they continue to sort of operate outside the law, then they just feed into the idea that the police are themselves just another gang, that they do whatever they want. If they're law enforcement officers, they should enforce the law. And the law of the land is, is that free people, the public, can uh, can video record public officials on public property doing the public's will, supposed to will. And if they're not doing anything wrong, what's the problem, right? Indeed. Isn't that what they say to us all the time? Yep, 855-450-FREE. But uh, even though Simon Glick had a case that was very successful for him, and I believe there was a, some sort of financial payout yes. to him, yep. uh, it didn't, you know, even though that was in Massachusetts, that didn't stop Massachusetts cops from arresting me on Thursday for recording video in a public place. So 855-450-FREE. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Tim Cummins, here to remind you that whenever you look in the mirror, you see a person of amazing ability, a person that people love and cherish and want to be around, a person that gets things done and is an an excellent individual in every way. And when you think about that, you remember that verbal surgery changes you from the inside out. So check out my podcast at verbalsurgery.com. Yeah, baby. Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free and bring up what you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have waiting for you there. You can actually uh, enjoy the website for free, but if you want to send a few bucks our way, you can do that uh, by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. The AMP program is at amp.freetalklive.com, and AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is that uh, you send in a few bucks a month, we'll take that in and invest it into Free Talk Live, getting on more radio stations as well as uh, doing some appearances. Uh, Mark, you're going to be going down to the uh, second free, debate. Yeah, the free and equal at freeandequal.org debate. This is debate. the first time that there has ever been more than one that I know of third-party debate. They had the first one with four participants. Mm-hmm. They then did a, a vote, an online vote, where two of the four were chosen. So the top two debaters, which were... Gary Johnson from the Libertarian Party and Jill Stein from the Green Party. 
Uh, they were the two winners of that poll. And now they will be having a debate between just the two winners of that poll. Right. So that's going to be happening Monday, I believe. That's correct. And you will be there, Mark, as one of the pundits, one of the panelists to discuss the event. That's my understanding. I mean, you know, this is, uh, it, you know, the, the hurricane happened the way the hurricane happened, and things are kind of uh, having to be a little flexible as a result. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, that's the, that's the plan. So that's very interesting, and I, uh, it's going to be something that you're going to do regardless of how many people amp the show or whatever, but it's kind of another example of where Free Talk Live's amp dollars are going to, to send you down there with you know your Free Talk Live shirt on and make connections with people and you know be, be there to rep Free Talk Live. Because not only are we we're, we're sponsoring the event, that's right. um, which, by the way, costs us nothing as far as dollars are concerned. It's, it's just a, what they call a media sponsorship yeah, in the so business. We're, we're promoting it for right. them, and so therefore we are listed as a sponsor. But we've taken that to the next level, and they were uh, very interested in having you down there to be a part of the event. So that's pretty cool. So somebody's got to pay for the gas. They recognize the genius. You, <laughs> not so much. All right. Uh, anyway, go to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks. You get access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only podcast, forum, and more. Uh, once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Dave is in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Dave. Hey, how you doing, guys? Hey, just hey great. Dave. What's on your mind tonight, Dave? Well, I wondered if you have had a chance to see yet the anti-Obama rap video called Obama's Feet Stink. I have Silver not, Jack, but I know who made the video. Library. You know who made the video? Yeah, it's, uh, I believe, Michael Dean and Nima Vidati, the Freedom Fiends, are behind that one. Absolutely. What do you guys think about, um, you know, art that kind of specifically is, is made to, you know, to really poke at people and go after them on, a, on kind of a personal level, you know, as well as the political? Because, I mean, the, the video is definitely political. I tend to disagree with uh, name calling. I think it's it's the weakest uh, form of critique. But it probably gets people's attention um, when when you're you know as far as the search terms and things like that go. Yeah, makes sense to me. Well, what do you think but, about uh, you know, that approach? It's my feelings towards it are, are mixed. Frankly, I, I think art you know really has a a potential of kind of both getting under people's skin and, you know, the message that kind of, you know, it kind of gets in there as it's, you know, but um, but um, but um, but um, you know what I mean? And like it's repetitive and it's, you know, that maybe the ideas can kind of sink in or wear away at people, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But, you know, I mean, it's certainly not, you know, it's not elevated discourse by any means, but. I so think, where did you, you know, see this video? Um, I was actually. <laughs> Strangely enough, part of, like, not not actually part of the production of it, but, like, the, you know, they were talking about making it on a podcast that that was titled by something that I had said on one of my Facebook statuses, because I'm, you know, I'm in the movement, I'm friends with Michael, at least, you know, on Facebook, and, you know, know a few people in that, so it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that just kind of popped up. Gotcha. Yeah, I do want to check it out. I just uh, I just haven't taken the time to do so. I'm sure if you go to YouTube and search for Obama's feet stink, you'll be able to see that and know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that uh, <laughs> I, I think people interpret it the way they choose to interpret it and um, that, you know, you know, when you when you slip down a, a level and I think that that's what one does when one makes a title like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's going to catch some more people's attention. 
and some people are going to have an opinion on it that's positive and negative. Yeah, I mean, but you're, gonna, you're, the you're pandering you have, to the lowest common denominator. The question right? you have to ask yourself is, is if your um, statement that panders to the highest common denominator doesn't get seen by anybody, was What's, it any good? What good is it? Yeah, good point. Right. It's just, it's just difficult to say. Anything else you want to share tonight, well, Dave? I I really don't. Um, you know, have a great Halloween and keep up the great work. I've been a listener for a lot of years, actually, and, you know, this is the uh, first time I decided to call. It was a great experience. Thank you, sir. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. Thanks for the call. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, one of the... F- things that bothers me about and i don't hear this i have listened to a lot of freedom fiends by the way michael dean and nima vidati great uh, they do a great show they do it live on lrn.fm on sundays uh, from five to seven eastern time but they also do it on podcast as well and they have a lot of fun they've got great rapport and i've heard enough of the show to you know it's not a political show it's not one of those shows where they're making fun necessarily of uh, you know like if you listen to a lot of talk radio they always have names for all the yeah. politicians like they take the politician's name and then make some stupid name riff on it and uh you know i don't hear that on the freedom fiends so it doesn't seem like a normal form of uh, operation for their show, at least. I mean, it could very well be a spoof on it. I haven't been able to watch it either. Yeah. The internet's been broked at my house for um, about a week now, so I just the only place I've really got a good internet connection is here at the studio. So eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. In other news, uh, let's see. There was I had a story here about uh, Atlanta. Channel 2 investigating nearly 100 dogs shot by Metro Police since 2010. Channel 2 Action News investigation has found nearly 100 cases of local officers shooting dogs within just the past two years. Investigation looked into the heartbreaking circumstances when a police officer kills a family pet. Probably one of the most difficult scenarios for a pet owner and for police. Nearly two years after Basil was shot and killed in an empty lot by Fulton County Marshals, Elizabeth and Carrie... Culifer said they still feel every bit of the pain. Elizabeth said she was a really kind and gentle dog, and she left their 45-pound dog outside alone for a moment. Marshals then came to their address with a civil lawsuit for someone who had not lived there in eight years. Then Culifer heard gunshots. I came out to see my dog in a pool of blood under the truck. Mm. It's a story Channel 2 Action News has heard over and over from pet owners whose dogs have been shot and killed by police. So... I um I, I get I mean absolutely I'd be so horrified if this happened and we talk about these uh, dog shootings all the time but do you think that when the because I, I believe this is a problem likely with the writer of the story not the uh, the individuals being quoted here when the family you know the the writer quotes the family as saying something like they feel every bit of the pain from two years ago I mean it's a dog and it was two years ago I absolutely loved some animals in my life but. Two years? I, I, I mean, you're feeling every bit of the pain. Does this does this sound like? Um, well, if a police officer strangled Jackson, would you uh, still feel pretty angry about that? Uh, two years. Somebody, if somebody asked you about it, it may not be something that you wake up and think about in the morning. Your your dog's dead from two years yeah. ago. But if somebody asks you about it, would that not bring back up uh, the memories and the feelings? I think the insult would still be fresh. Maybe not the emotional pain of losing your animal, but I the insults I, I think would be. I, I don't think that a four year old uh, child and a and an animal uh, carry the same weight in people's lives. And if they do, then, I, you know, I mean, I just wonder what about those people. I don't know. I think it's just bombastic statements don't Someone, do. We were just talking about ad hominems um, not being very effective in, uh, you know, 
portraying what you want to portray. And if I think my loved is- one were murdered, I would still feel pretty upset about that if somebody brought that up two years sure. later. Some people, their dog's the only family they have. All right, man. Go on. Uh, Channel 2 Action News investigation uncovered dozens of cases all over the metro area. Individual department records show since 2010, dogs were shot 25 times in Atlanta, 32 times in DeKalb County, 19 times in Gwinnett, 10 times in Clayton, and 8 times in Cobb County, including the most recent shooting this past September. Cobb County man said, I had to watch him bleed to death and gasp for air, and they just stood there looking at me like I was a, like I was stupid. Yeah, I remember that quote. Cobb County officers responding to an alarm call shot and killed Luke, a chocolate lab, when he ran out of the home barking. It was a false alarm. The officer said he felt threatened by the dog and was cleared by the department of any wrongdoing. See, that's just wrong. In fact, every single case found yeah. in multiple departments, the officer was cleared. Yeah, completely oh yeah. exonerated. Every, it, it, it's all the time. I mean, they're shooting dogs in crates. I mean, they're going into yards and shooting dogs in yards. They're chasing dogs down and shooting them. That's 100 dogs in two years. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. What does the National Representative for the International Brotherhood of Police Officers have to say about this? We'll share that with you when we return in hour number two, which is next. Election Day is fast approaching. As Americans, we're looking to vote in a new batch of Washington's best, brightest, and morally bankrupt flim-flam artists that money can buy. These irresponsible, unaccountable politicians will try to convince us that red is more fashionable than blue, or that blue is superior to red. These hucksters all want us to know that it's okay to bend over for their big business friends. In our hearts, we all know that no matter what color we choose, we're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. The staff at Vava Voom says let's get screwed in style. From naughty to nice, Vava Voom has all the top brands of adult novelties, DVDs, sexy lingerie, and supplements that will help keep your bedroom heated these cold winter nights. Let Vava Voom help you get your kink on. Prefer to shop naked? Oh, yeah. Fulfill even your naughtiest fantasies online at shopvavavoom.com. That's shopvavavoom.com. is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want here. Toll free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that uh, we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. You get to control the content if you'd like or just sit and look at it. It's up to you. You can go to freetalklive.com <laughs> and uh, do, as you're, uh, do as you please. So you can join us on the website and also on the phones, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line we were talking about. Uh, The over 100 dogs, excuse me, nearly 100 dogs uh, that have been killed in just the last two years in just the Atlanta metro uh, area. That's significant. Yeah, this I mean, is a, a lot of animals. This is an Atlanta Metro song, or excuse me, a story. Yeah, and, from uh, WSB. And... You know, I mean, I, we we read these stories all the time, but we haven't read all 100 of these stories. No. So there's a lot of dog shootings that are going unreported. 
or at least on in the, in the sort of the the national media. Well, of course, and this this gives you an idea of why they're that common. Yeah, we're it's, just talking about one area of the country. We've seen dog shooting stories from all across the country, so this isn't like an Atlanta cop thing. Uh, it's a cop thing, it seems. And what interests me here in this particular area, I'm not saying that I don't think that some dogs threaten some police officers. I absolutely do, and I think you should be able to defend yourself. But we have uh, we have evidence that this can be taken care of. There is a government agency whose agents come in contact with canines on a far more regular basis than the police do. And the way they handle it is with mace or pepper spray. The post office delivers mail six times a week to just about every mailbox in America. Yeah, lots of dogs involved. Lots in that of dogs. And you know what? The postmen haven't had to shoot any of them. That's a great point. And you'd hear about it, I would think, right? If postmen were out there blasting away at animals, you'd probably hear something about that. So what this is, is this is a obvious case of, to a person with a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Because the cops have guns, and the postmen don't. Cliff Grimes is the national representative for the International Brotherhood of Police Officers. He says... There isn't an officer out there I know that wants to shoot a dog, any animal. I can tell you that there absolutely are people, who, uh, you know, law enforcement officers out there that want to shoot something, anything. Absolutely. Now, that doesn't mean that every law enforcement officer wants to, but I still go back to how is it that the postmen, are managed, uh, post people, are able to uh, who do their jobs? are not trained, by the way, in defensive tactics. I mean, I don't think that you have to go through training to uh, you know, be able to take down a suspect to be a post, uh, postman. So, I mean, the cops, if you know, at the very least, have had training. Certainly, they could handle an oncoming dog in some other way, ma- uh, you know, manner than blasting it with a gun. I mean, how un- uncreative, how, how frightened do you have to be of these animals? In a lot of cases, they're, you know, golden retrievers and Labrador retrievers and some of the, you know, the yeah, most When friend- you said chocolate lab, I was like, right. what? The most generally considered friendly dogs. I mean, I'm not saying that you couldn't starve sh- a chocolate lab to death and make it an, into a vicious animal, but, you know, you could certainly... They shot a corgi in someone's house. Now, this is in a house with tile floors. They were shooting up a house with tile floors. That's throwing up shrapnel. There were people in the house. These bullets are going to be bouncing off the floor. I mean, this is for officer safety. There were kids sleeping in the next room. These bullets could have ricocheted through the drywall and killed these kids. Listen. To the next quote from Grimes, the representative here for the IBPO, the Police Officers Brotherhood. He says, Every day officers encounter dogs. Some of them are vicious. He said sure. that uh, that officer ultimately, or excuse me, that officer unfortunately has to make a split second decision to protect himself so that he can go home to his family. Now, what I'd like to know is how many times in the history of the police encountering dogs has a an officer been injured to the point by that dog that he couldn't go home to see his family? You mean ever? Yeah, ever. Yeah, I, I can't think of any cops being killed by dogs. There's got to be one somewhere. Maybe some dog bit a cop in a, in the leg some sometime in the past and it was a nasty wound and he had to go to the hospital to have it treated. Mm-hmm. But how many cops have been killed by a dog before? That seems to be pretty unlikely. Pretty unlikely. I I got you. I think that the obvious answer here is is let the let the mail carriers teach the police how to handle dogs. (laughs) Well, I I, I don't think that's entirely accurate because when I was growing up, I lived at a place that had geese. 
and geese are very effective watchdogs. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, we did have a, our postal person uh, changed, and the new person was cha- chased off the property, and they just won't deliver the mail. Mm. Can't really do that with the cops. Well, unfortunately, it, d- it does it depend nice on the situation. If, it would be nice if they actually did their homework and made sure they had the right place. But I think I've, I've also had an experience where I was house sitting out on um, a, a large parcel of property and state police came through looking for someone who had escaped. My dogs were barking and I went out and they said, get back in the house and get your dogs back in the house. It's like, who are you and what are you doing on my property? You know, so I, I think there's a there's a moment of righteousness for them too, where they're it's not just he makes a split second second decision to protect himself. It's also just eliminating the threat, and and from a, a standpoint of being superior to. There's a lot of case, a lot of cases when it comes to dog shootings where police are acting like they own your property, yep. like they're allowed to be there, and. You know, one of the reasons that people have dogs is to prevent people from coming on their property, and the dog doesn't see a badge. So, I mean, we the public need to know if police can just come on our property and do whatever the heck they want and execute our dogs. I mean, we need to know that. According to Channel 2's investigation, they only found one metro area department that requires officers to have training specifically on how to respond to dogs. Only Cobb County started its training just this year. So, of all of the police departments in the Atlanta metro area, only one of them has any level of training for its officers on how to respond to dogs. According to an annual be- uh, some animal behavior experts, they say that knowing animal behavior is everything in these types of situations. A dog that appears to be aggressive may really just be nervous. Dugan showed Channel 2's Erin Coleman how dogs at her kennel would respond to Coleman, a stranger, after letting several of the dogs go one by one unrestrained out into the yard. She says it's going to be a surprise to them that we're even here. Some dogs didn't pay attention to Coleman during the experiment. Others started barking right away, running for her. Sometimes a tail high and wagging isn't really a good sign. Didn't that scare you? She asked Coleman. A little bit, said Coleman. A little bit. I saw you jump. If you push this dog hard enough, this dog would be dangerous, she said. Another dog approached Coleman. He's running away. He didn't approach us. That's good. She said knowing behavior is key. For years, the Postal Service has trained its mail carriers on how to deal with dogs. Georgia Power Meter readers also received some training. So post officers... Now that's a good question, Demi, is the power reader, they don't have an option. That's true. There has been a movement in New Hampshire recently, though, to go to um, a, a RFID, some sort of reader that yeah. they don't even need to go on the property Smart anymore. Readers. Yeah. This scares uh, this is scares scares uh, some folks. Yeah. yeah, privacy advocates are pretty upset about it. Yeah, absolutely, and for good reasons, I yeah. think. Uh, so I still don't understand uh, why a police officer would have to blast a dog if a dog's coming up and at, you know you feel like it's coming after you. You would know if it actually gets into your personal sphere, right? Like your personal space. And at that point, why not just kick the dog? What, well, or use something else, something besides a gun. You don't have to. You don't have to go that far. If police are going uh, into situations where they're dealing with uh, dogs on a regular basis, they should be. I mean, it sounds like they're discharging their their guns as often on dogs as they are on people, which means that they need to have a weapon for handling dogs. Likely, that weapon is just mace. In the same way that they probably carry mace already, yeah. but they need to have that, and it needs to be. You know, it needs to be available and ready for them. You don't need a big canister of mace to handle a dog. No. 
And the dog's not smart enough to look away or anything like that. So you can aim right for its face, and it won't have any idea what you're doing. Well, I can tell you there's a but, lot of post people, uh, p- postal mail carriers out there that do exactly that. I bet that's they true. want to catch that dog right full in the face so that dog does not come after them again. It'll think twice, that's for sure. 855-450-FREE. Bobby's in Lakeland listening via the TuneIn app. Hey, Bobby. Um, what I wanted to say, I used to have a uh, meter reader, and he would come out before they had the, uh, the smart meters where they could just do it by the car. And um, uh, what he would do, I had multiple dogs on my property, and um, he carried a taser. And any time a dog came up next to him, he just put that taser out, and that dog just, just ran right away. And oh, so he didn't actually hit. Did he ever strike a dog with the taser or just the, the noise would, of it? If it came up to bite him, I think he would, but he didn't have to. All he had to do was put yep. it out, make it that noise, and them dogs ran. Makes I sense. Bobby, did. I don't know if you had more. You're welcome to stick, uh, stick with us here. We can bring you back for more of your story. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But there's never any consequences for these cops for shooting dogs, so why should they change? If you want to move to the free state you're looking for some real estate well i know a guy who's really great it's the realtor mark warden do you want a home with 20 acres a lakeside cabin any takers for renters buyers and sellers too mark warden is the guy for you porcupinerealestate.com This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want, toll-free at 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us online, freetalklive.com. A bunch of features there, and you can enjoy them all. Mobile site is available to you if you have a smartphone. Go to m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. That's m freetalklive.com you'll get quick access to our live streams uh, as well as the podcast there all free m.freetalklive.com so there are a lot of uh, people that they would have uh, that, that folks would have laughed at uh, a week ago like preppers in the oh i don't know say maryland new jersey delaware new york Long Island, Connecticut area that, uh, you know, they're not looking so bad right now. These preppers were ready for any kind of uh, catastrophic event and they've got food and perhaps electricity and all kinds of uh, things to handle to, 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 that they can, you know, make make themselves comfortable with in, in this time frame. If you want to have a book on how to handle different situations, check out Strategic Survival at strategicsurvival.com. It gives you scenario-based preparedness. And, you know, it's got reason and context behind it as opposed to, you know, some of these uh, survivalist TV shows out there, um, that kind of thing. So if you want to understand what might happen and how it might affect you and those you care about and what you can do about it, it's strategicsurvival.com. It's a great book and exhaustive to say the least. strategicsurvival.com. Let's continue here. We'll take your calls about what you want. We've got Bobby on the line here. Uh, Bobby, you were talking about how the guy that reads the power meter ter- carries a taser with him. and Or excuse me, not a taser, but a, a, yeah, a stun, gun. stun gun. Stun gun. Okay. Uh, because so, a taser has the prongs. The stun gun does not. I see. Uh, the stun gun, he pulls... Taser's just a name brand, isn't it? They don't make all kinds of different things? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, but anyway, typically a taser is thought of as the... The, the one that shoots the projectiles. Uh, stun gun is something you use in your hand. You have to touch it to someone in order for that for it to be effective. Uh, but you're saying that they uh, this person would uh, 
kind of flash the stun gun and pop it at the uh, the dogs, like activate it so it makes a noise. The little lightning crackles across the uh, the front of it, and that was enough to scare him away. That's right. He had the one that, that you hold in your hand, a stun gun. Right. And um, uh, my dogs would run up to him, and all he'd have to do was hit that taser, and them dogs would run right away. Now, for these police officers, I think they really don't care if they shoot a dog, because what? They're not going to get in trouble. That's right. Also, That's how I feel about I, it. I'm not going to say that this is true for every police officer because I don't believe it for one second at all. But there are some people that probably get in, especially with all the hiring that's gone on in many of these departments where, you know, if you hire more people, you're probably going to get lower quality. That's just a guess. But, um, you know, that some of them want to carry a gun and they want to use a gun. I mean, I've talked to people who went, uh, one one kid I remember who's going into the military says, I want to go in the military because I want to be able to kill people and get away with it. Mm. Surely there's somebody who's, uh, you know, therefore there are people in police departments, some percentage, and I don't know if it's 1%, 2%, or 20%, I have no idea, that got in there because they want to be able to shoot at things with a gun. When I was young, when I was a little kid and I got my BB gun, you know, shooting tin cans and telephone poles and trees Eh, it lost its appeal after a little while. Then you work your way up to glass bottles because they kind of move when you shoot them. It shouldn't do that because it leaves glass everywhere and when you run over yeah. a mower, you're going to hurt somebody. But, you know, this is what kids do. And then at some point or another, you want to shoot living things because it's a stimuli situation. I mean, you want to do something and then cause something else to happen. So, you know, if if yeah, I did this as a kid, then there's somebody else out there that says, you know, I'd like to be able to discharge my firearm and get, get be able to get away with it, kill a living thing, and yeah. see what that's like. And maybe you're maybe you want to get somebody to react in a certain way. Maybe you don't like dogs. There are lots of anti-dog people sure. out there. And maybe you don't like the person or the color of the person or whatever about the neighborhood the person lives in. Whatever it is, Bobby. Any other thoughts? Well, Around here, around here, all the officers they have um, uh, 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 tasers. You know, they shoot the projectile. Um, I don't know about everywhere else, but here they're issued for to everyone. They got a gun and they got a taser. I don't know why they can't just taser the dog if the dog's getting too close. They can just taser the thing. They ain't got to shoot it. I agree with you, uh, Bobby. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, we've got Artie on the line in New York City. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Artie. Um, yes, hi. I'm calling because, um, well, um, we we were just dealing with uh, a situation with uh, Hurricane Sandy. Now, right now, there is a lot of damage and a lot of power outages. Um, um, the, it, the power is not expected to be back into the um, New York City area. Well, the whole New York City area within, it could be weeks. It could be a month. I don't, I don't know. But oh, this hurricane was just, uh, it, it was huge. It was a blast of wind from Howard Stern. Yeah, you did that one last night. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. But a buoy. Yeah. But a buoy. It was funny the first time. Saw it coming this time, though. Well, I think she wanted to get it out without saying the the a-hole word this time. So that She didn't say the a-hole word, though, I, so I don't know what... This time? Yeah, she didn't say it this right. time. Right. Well, let's... I mean, but the fact is, is that people who get cranks out there and then can send yeah. them to Stern, Stern will then play them. Oh, yeah? yeah. Is that right? So, okay. there you go. Cool. Well, hey, Howard Stern's audience, if you play that one. Appreciate it. Yeah, but five, you didn't five. let her finish. Well, yeah, I did. Actually, I don't know what she said. She just like, kind of trailed off. Okay. Maybe the uh, board operator potted her down or something like that, because I did, I did not hit the dump button. On oh, her. really? I thought no. that you dropped her. No, I did drop the call, because it's the same exact call as last night. 
So uh, just because you can call once per night doesn't mean you get to call and say the exact same <laughs> thing on every single show. So 855-450-FREE. But I'm glad she brought up she or he or whatever it was, uh, brought up the hurricane, because I actually have something here about that, from Becky Akers over at LewRockwell.com. And she writes that now that Hurricane Sandy has passed on to Midwestern climbs, the rats are crawling out of the woodwork and writing me. Incredibly, they believe the mainstream media needs their help defending Leviathan. And when she says Leviathan, she means the big government that has its tentacles into everything. And they excoriate those of us questioning our ruler's reaction to the storm. Several demanded that I apologize for denouncing New York City's decision to close the subways. Given that some of the track and stations flooded while others gloated that the storm proves me, and by extension anarchy, or at least the hatred of the state, definitively wrong. Again, they cited the subways flooding as my Waterloo, so to speak. I'm kind of baffled that the failure of a state-built, state-controlled monopoly testifies to the idiocy of anarchism. Now, isn't she wrong about that? Weren't the subway system, wasn't that originally privately uh, built? Yeah, the, the subway system was privately built. Yeah. It's certainly state-maintained. And... But this was decades and decades right. and decades ago. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point the uh, the state gets all the credit for whatever happens with the, uh, the subway. I agree. State-controlled monopoly testifies to the idiocy of anarchism and the wisdom of our rulers, but rats seldom reason well, especially when they're swimming through floodwaters. Yes, Leviathan Subway is overrun with, with rats, as all New Yorkers know. I've amused myself many a time in many stations watching these vermin scavenge for garbage on the tracks. Meanwhile, imagine an anarchic world while uh, with private companies transporting us and competing for our business. How many rats would entertain customers? This doesn't even sound then? right using this term anarchy in here to describe this. It's, uh, you know, I mean, what? How, how are you going to have uh, uh, you know, you know, subways run on time with anarchy? Just doesn't even make sense. Uh, well, we can talk about that if you'd like. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. I think she's suggesting that maybe private owners would have the incentive to not have rats running about their business. Uh, 1-855-450-3733. You can take control because, you know, customers complain about that sort of thing. I think that a privately run subway system would probably be cleaner and run more efficiently, right, but I think it would still be shut down. More coming up here. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. The three most important things you can do for Free Talk Live are, one, share one episode a week on Facebook or in some other social networking site. Two, buy the things you buy online through shop.freetalklive.com. Three, give five bucks a month to the AMP program. You likely buy all kinds of things online. Amazon is the largest online retailer. You can get what you need at the same prices with free super saver shipping by going to shop.freetalklive.com. Please do your online shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here at 855-450-FREE. Toll-free number here brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-855-450-3733. Did we talk about SACL CAI already? We did. Wow, okay. Well, they're a great company, and they do collections, and you should check them out over at uh, their website, which you can reach on the right-hand side of freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI is also run by Jason Osborne, who is a big supporter of Free Talk Live and the Free State Project. He's a participant in the Free State Project, and he and his family uh, moved up here. It's probably been a couple of years now since they made the move. That long? Maybe. Maybe about two. Okay. And they uh, they are here, as well as over 1,100 other people are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. Uh, over 13,000 people have signed up 
to be part of the Free State Project, to move to New Hampshire and get active to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. We want to reach 20,000 members. So would invite you, if you love the ideas of freedom and you're willing to do something about it, to go to freestateproject.org, get signed up. If you can't move not, you know, this month, it's fine. You can move whenever you want to move. And when the Free State Project reaches 20,000, there's then a five-year window that you have in which to move. And, of course, if you don't make the move within that five years, no one's going to come after you or anything like that. It's just a pledge. Uh, you're pledging your intent to make the move to New Hampshire and get active. And that's uh, that way we'll, we'll actually have a chance of being free. Go to freestateproject.org to learn more. That's freestateproject.org. Mark is on the line listening in Chicago to LRN.FM. Hey, Mark. Yes, hi. How are you? Just great, Mark. Go ahead with your thoughts. Uh, well, um uh, right now, the presidential debate is uh, – uh, the, the debates went pretty fierce as uh, far as I'm concerned. Um, I, I mean, these two were, were pretty much heading butts uh, throughout, the, throughout <laughs> the entire debate, throughout the three debates. Um, and uh, Baba Booey, Baba Booey, Howard Stern's penis, Baba Booey. Oh, Baba hey, Baba Howard Stern does have a penis, doesn't he? Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. I wonder what how does is this Baba organized. Mean? It's a Howard Stern thing. Okay. It's uh, I don't know. It's something that I remember watching his show back on the E. Sh- I used uh, to e listen channel. to it on the radio. Yeah. Well, I mean, they put it on TV at one time on yep. the E channel, and I watched it back then when I was a teenager. Uh, and it's just like something that he says. Okay. It's his, it's like a name for his producer, I believe Gary. Okay. I forget his last name. But, uh, yeah, so, like, did they target us? Do the Howard Stern guys hang out on, like, the Howard Stern message board and decide, hey, let's go after Free Talk Live? Awesome. I mean, how do, Well, I don't know. I'm asking. That's a question I'm asking. I don't know. I like, like the heading butts, whatever. Uh, yeah, that was funny. That one was, that one was decent. And, you know, we could let that one go on the air because it wasn't, you know, partic- it wasn't vulgar to the point where I had to operate the, uh, the, the dump machine. There you go. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Not the best crank. Not the best one, but better than the, the last one. The well, heading butts was the best part of it. I, I agree. I like the heading butts part, too. Um, the, the, the one that had come in you know, just a few minutes ago came mm-hmm. in this, last night, too. Right. And they said a-hole, and it's just not a word that I prefer to let on the air yeah. here on Free Talk Live. That's really what it was about there. And it was probably a little more original then. They, they caught us by surprise. one 855 So let's see. We were talking about Becky Akers and her thoughts about the shutdown of the subway. She's saying that the state advocates, the advocates for the government are writing her gloating about how right they were that the subways should have been shut down and that the state is, is good and we need them. And she's talking about uh, the subway system and points out that she doesn't believe that if it were privately run that uh, and if there were actually competing transportation methods that customers would put up with having rats running all over the place that the private business owners would probably try to do something about that. She says, I remind those who applaud the closings of the subways that none of New York's previous potentates ever so responded over the 108 years of the system's existence despite a century's worth of hurricanes blizzards torrential rains and floods now wait a second how accurate is that how many hurricanes have actually hit new york with the severity of sandy uh nothing none has right been, <laughs> nothing. maybe the hurricane of 38 maybe well she says here that uh, despite a century's worth of hurricanes blizzards torrential rains and floods no one had ever shut it down before, yet Nanny Bloomberg has shut them down, and his buddies have shut them down twice in 14 months. What was the other reason? I don't know. 
something I, else. I think that this uh, the, maybe the shut, Irene the shutting down of the New York subway was called for because they were right. If they'd have shut down the New York subway and not been right, then you know whatever. Were they right? They were right. Were all the tracks flooded or just some of them? What difference does it make? I don't know. If you can keep some service going, why not keep the service going so people can keep doing business? People can get from point A to point B. I suspect that most of my critics, she says, have little uh, experience with hurricanes. Two readers who live in Florida. I'll tell you, I've got, if I'm dealing with a hurricane and I believe it's bearing down on me, the chance, there's a good chance I'm just going to head the other direction, that I'm going to go in inland. And mm-hmm. so I think that the, uh, the, the subway drivers should have the, their ability to do that too, get their families out of the city. All right. Well, I don't know how many people ended up doing that. There's a lot of people living in New York City, so I'm not sure where they would all end up going. But uh, two readers who live in Florida, I'd like to know more if you're in New York City and you can, uh, you know, because I've seen a, a photograph, but I don't know if it was a real photograph. I have some info here. Yeah, I don't know if it was real. Yeah. There's a lot of fake photos going there around out there. was video of, uh, you know, uh, down by the... The, the battery, like, what do they call that? I'm trying to think. It's not midtown. It's, uh, you know, downtown, the lower the She lower says portion some of, of the track and stations flooded. Yeah, some of it did. Okay, but not all of it. Says several of the tunnels that carry cars and subway trains beneath New York City's East River remained flooded on Tuesday. This is from the Washington Post. The head of the Metro Transportation Authority, MTA, said it was too early to tell how long it would pump them, take to pump them dry and make repairs. Now, there has always been flooding in the tunnels, which collects stormwater constantly, even in the lightest of rains. True. Mm-hmm. But authorities said there has never been anything like the damage inflicted by Hurricane Sandy. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. The, uh, the only hurricane I can think of that was remotely close to this, um, damage-wise, was 38. Yeah. yeah. They're just not made for it up here. Uh, you know, in New York, they were, the streets were flooded. The subways are underneath those. So, right. But not all of them were flooded. Indeed, so they weren't. It seems silly to shut down an entire system for only certain areas that have vulnerabilities. You know, it's not my system. I wouldn't be the one to say. Right. Um, well, I she agree. lives there, and she's saying that it wasn't necessary. I, I don't know who she is. And Becky she doesn't, Akers. She's she one of the writers I, at LouRockwell.com. So did she go down and but tour I still don't the tunnels know who she herself? Is. She did a lot of reporting on the TSA. We've read a number of her. I've uh, heard her name, but that still doesn't mean I know who she is. I really don't know who Lou Rockwell is either. I mean, he's been in the studio, but not while I'm here. Okay, well, I don't know what you mean when you don't know who someone is. I mean, you've met him personally, so obviously you don't know every in and out about Lou Rockwell. I've got a problem with anybody who claims a monopoly on anything, and that is essentially what the city of New York has done with subways. They took what was a privately run operation, bought it up. Up and you know ran the other people out of business and now it's all theirs that's not going to be run terribly efficiently but it looks to me like shutting down the subway system wasn't a terrible idea toll-free numbers 855-450-FREE maybe you can share your thoughts on this maybe you actually live in new york city and you can add some uh expertise to this situation so she says that I suspect most of my critics have little experience with hurricanes. Two readers who live in Florida independently wrote me to cheer my skepticism. One of them, DJ, said, I'm a lifelong resident of the Miami area, so I've been through a few hurricanes before. We always go outside and go to local businesses during the storm. We never stay in or think of evacuation for anything less than a Category 4. Right. And Sandy was a Category 1, That's meaning it's statement. very weak. It's a true statement, but Sandy was a storm of the century for different reasons. It was a Category 1. Hurricane that struck a low pressure zone. This had the lie, the the lowest pressure of any storm recorded. 
ever. This was a singular storm that was more than 100 miles wide. This isn't a Category 1 hurricane like you and I are used to Category 1 hurricanes. What we call Category 1 hurricanes in Florida is a thunder shower. It's nothing. But this was well, a... Category 1 is uh, you know certain amount of wind speed, right? right? 70, 74, right. 75 miles an hour, something like that. 75 yeah. miles an hour. Not up, up to another amount, which I don't know. Nothing to be concerned with normally in Florida. However, this storm was singular in the way that it operated, the, you know, what happened with the other storm, the low pressure, the width of it. So, yeah, this was the a... The Arctic cold front as well coming what down they right don't do, north. They don't party in Miami when Andrew comes. 855... If they do, they, get, they party up in the air. 450 free. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll tell you more about what she has to say here in a moment. 855-450-FREE. You can take control. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves toll-free at 855-450-FREE. You may bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-3733. And with you tonight, it's Ian. Batgirl. <laughs> Batgirl and Mark. Batgirl is here in costume tonight. You can see that at cam.freetalklive.com. And, of course, you can join us on uh, freetalklive.com. Enjoy the site. We give it to you. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, would invite you to... Shop with us. It is the holiday season. Lots of people have shopping to get taken care of. You might as well do it from the comfort of your home or your office or wherever it is that uh, that you are sitting in front of a computer. You can go to shop.freetalklive.com and then link into Amazon from those uh, websites. So, or excuse me, from the links there at shop.freetalklive.com. Different Amazons. You've got Amazon Canada, Amazon UK, and US. Uh, so you click into the right Amazon for you, and then just get your shopping taken care of. It's the same great Amazon experience that you're used to with a huge selection and the dozens of categories, the great prices, free super saver shipping, and more. Once again, shop.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the shutdown of the uh, subway system in New York City. Nemi, you di- uh, dug up some statistics about that, right? So, Like how many uh, tracks were flooded? Versus- I did. Let me get uh, back to it. It was uh, seven subway tunnels and two vehicular tunnels took on massive amounts of water during the night as the rivers that surround Manhattan rose to record levels. Nearly 4,000 feet of the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel remained heavily flooded. Mm. Water also poured into the Queens Midtown Tunnel across the East River. Uh, the river tunnels that allow Amtrak trains to connect with New York City also filled with an unprecedented amount of water. Um, Amtrak was looking to offer modified service between Newark and Point South, but officials weren't offering a timetable for restoring trains into Manhattan. No trains were running between Boston and New York. The Holland Tunnel um, remained closed as well, with no date for reopening. The subway system has built-in pumps that typically remove 13 million gallons of water from the tubes across the city. Special pump trains were being deployed to handle the extra load. Mm. Pump trains? Yeah. Huh. Well, it sounds like they've at least got a system in place to uh, help negate this uh, pr- flooding problem. But, uh, you know, 
It's probably not. It's much pro- probably much like we saw in the response in Keene to the floods that we had several years ago is that you have the equipment. You just underestimate how much equipment you're going to need for mm-hmm. the demand. And it's once in a hundred year storm. Well, government is full of sort of inefficiencies. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, they just they, just that way. The marketplace tends to be far better at allocation and all the things that go into doing what things need to be done. But that doesn't mean that they're that they're incapable of doing anything right. It's true, um, or at least doing anything. They're going to throw enough money at something. You could probably get some nice pumps. Get something done. Yeah. So I think that one does a disservice to sort of the ideas of liberty and um, efficiencies in the marketplace and freedom and personal responsibility and all this stuff when one doesn't give credit to the government bureaucrats when they do it right. Now you should always. You know, hey, you know, the, we we can't see how well the marketplace would do something because we don't get to see the marketplace run subways. Right. But did they do it right is really the question. And if you're in New York City and you've got some comments, would love to hear from you. Becky lives there and she's saying this was a mistake shutting down the entire subway system. She says, I suspect most of my critics uh, have little experience. Then she cites some Floridians who wrote her. I'm uh, a Floridian, too. You're a Floridian. One so of we... them said, I always get some good laughs when weak hurricanes make their way up the coast and the northeastern government goons get their panties in a bunch. She says, bingo. But this debate about our ruler's judgment begs larger but questions. But this shows that this wasn't a weak hurricane. I mean, <laughs> there were... whole stories flooded in jersey i mean there were it was that much water this wasn't a weak hurricane this was a big storm as a matter of fact by the time it hit landfall it wasn't even a hurricane anymore meaning it was less than a hurricane we don't we shouldn't this is should not be uh, measured on the yardstick of hurricanes that hit florida you know floridians aren't smarter or wiser or jaded or any anything to do with this if this storm had hit florida it would have been devastating it can't hit florida in the way that there was a i mean there was snow involved in this storm that it's snow that fell on west virginia but it was a low pressure uh, thing that could really only exist where where it did but if it had hit florida it would have been devastating as a category one hurricane this debate she says about our rulers judgment begs larger questions than the subways for starters there's something of a broken window fallacy here the two-legged rodents assume our rulers mitigated the storm's danger damage and inconvenience and that is demonstrably false rather they exponentially increased all of them first some of the areas that suffered the worst flooding here are built on landfill out into the ocean courtesy of our taxes and the state Battery Park City is a good Mm. example, she says. The state conceived this boondoggle and executed it. To this day, it still controls this reclaimed acreage. Would a private company on the hook for the billions that this project cost have gambled its own money on on that the water wouldn't reclaim it? Nope. Only politicians risking our resources are that reckless. Oh, I don't know. Um, there's the with the Minerva project. Uh, some libertarians got together and they were, you know, trying to build a free city, a free country on a little bit of, uh, you know, sandbar that had come up in uh, uh, at what Tonga or something like that. It was some mm-hmm. country. So I think that uh, the, the marketplace would come up with a situation like that. But that doesn't mean that you and I would be responsible. There's all kinds of failed projects out there. And that's one of the efficiencies of the marketplace is, is that it only costs the people that 
uh, you know, are interested and, and have something to gain from a project. Those are the only people it costs. If, if Walmart opens a store in a bad lo- location, that store loses money. I don't get charged for it, but the government almost always True. does that. Certainly, people in the marketplace make mistakes. I mean, there's no doubt about that. And you're making a good point that if somebody in the market makes a mistake, only the investors of that project are the ones that suffer. But in the case of uh, you know building a new building project, generally it's a bad idea to build somewhere where you know there's a real good chance that you're going to get flooded. I mean, a lot of you know builders will look at that when before they go into that. Real estate is at the premium that it is in New York. I can understand why people would want to create more real estate. The state probably has the most to gain because they by building more real estate, if they can get people to build on that real estate, and then more uh, taxes. Yeah, they get more taxes, and they can charge the taxpayer when it floods too. Second, the straight, a state stranglehold on the city's infrastructure and its fascist running of various industries such as the transportation or such as transportation horrifically worsens a bad situation, especially for the poorest and most vulnerable among us. My husband is a partner in his firm. He can work at home if he has to and if he earns enough and he earns enough for us to live in Manhattan. But the porters and other staff in his office building can do neither. We walked into his office today to find that these folks had been there in the building since Saturday. With the subways and buses idled, they cannot travel between their homes in Brooklyn and Queens. By the way, this was uh, posted yesterday. So they were there from Saturday through Tuesday. Uh, She says that they can't travel between their homes in Brooklyn and Queens and work in Manhattan. And with licensing and the state's other restrictions on hiring, jobs are scarce. These guys know that hundreds of unemployed workers covet their jobs. So they're living in the building until our rulers resume, resume service on the subways and buses. Our walk showed us other examples of the state's exacerbating troubles. We were still some blocks from the 59th Street Bridge when we saw traffic at a standstill. In fact, the cars had been stalled in the jam for so long that one man had turned off his ignition. He'd turned it on again as we crossed the street in front of him. Nor was the storm causing this. There were still some clouds this morning, but the weather was fine. Rather, our rulers had closed the bridge despite the hundreds of vehicles needing to cross this link between Manhattan and Long Island. Okay, so Wait let's... Wait a minute. Now, now I'm getting getting where we're talking about here and the inefficiencies. So they shut it down probably earlier than they needed to um, in that circumstance. And what difference does it make with a bridge? You know, I mean, if somebody's going across... I mean, you take your chances when you cross a bridge during a, a hurricane, right? The bridge has no trees on it that could have toppled and blocked it, so why was it closed? Actually, I misused closed. I can speak to that, actually. There was a section of Route 91 South down in Massachusetts that was closed for um, the better part of two weeks because they were worried the floodwaters had knocked, uh, shifted the peerings. So while you're driving over it, Mm. do you really want the bridge to collapse? So I don't think anybody does. You know, it may to the naked eye look like, Mm -hmm. hey, the bridge is great. But do you really want every car that's looking to get out of New York City going over a bridge that you don't know if well, it's, if it's maybe short? So. As she well, says here, right. I misuse closed. When we reached the 59th Street and the bridge's entrance, I watched thugs, sorry, cops, she says, standing there allowing their buddies and officials access while waving everyone else on, regardless of how long those drivers had waited. Did she stop to ask what the problem was? I don't, think, uh, you I don't know. think so. Millions of New Yorkers tonight are agonizing. One of my husband's colleagues fled her home near Coney Island when ocean water burst through her door. She had time to grab her cell phone, but nothing else, no wallet or ID. Uh, and she's staying with her daughter, but fears for neighbors she can't find her contact. The last thing this poor woman needs is more grief from exploitive tyrants constricting her options and choices, ordering her to obey, 
forcing her to consider their diktats ahead of their own emergencies. Far from feeling chagrined at castigating our rulers, I'm completely vindicated, Becker, uh, Becky Aker says. The state has once again exceeded any anarchist's lowest expectations. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. But none of us are in New York except for Becky Akers. So I don't know if our opinions are really that valid on this. Uh, would love to hear from you. Maybe you live in New York City. 855-450-FREE. If your phones are working, feel free to give us a ring. More coming up. You can take control. Hour 3 is next. It's Free Talk Live. A science fiction comic adventure from Big Head Press. Quantum Vibe. It's year 2523. There are colonies on Venus, Mars, and Mercury. People travel in bubbles, fly at hyperspeed. With brain implants and artificial gravity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty. Quantum vibe. There's a robot girl and zany creatures made with genetically engineered features. And corporate villains crave the opportunity to steal a profit from others' ingenuity. A scientific genius and his clever assistant set out on an adventure through the solar system on a secret mission to find the key to access new frontiers and save liberty quantumvibe.com Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us online at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that you'll find there. Uh, once again, freetalklive.com. With you in the studio is Ian. Nemi. And Mark. Uh, we'll continue with your phone calls here. Let's start up with Marcus listening in Mississippi. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Marcus. Marcus. It's a little party party going on there. I think Marcus might have put his phone down. Marcus in Mississippi. Are you there? I'll put him on hold. All right. So, uh, you know, we were just talking about the uh, New York City subways being shut down. Uh, Mark, you say it was the right choice to make. I'm suggesting maybe they could have looked at which subways were more likely to flood and maybe shut those down and not shut down the whole thing. Uh, but either way, that's what they did. But now there's more out of New York, according to CBS New York. With New York City's mass transit in the early stages of coming back online due to overwhelming amount of damage caused by Superstorm Sandy, Mayor Michael Bloomberg is taking a proactive approach to keeping street traffic in Manhattan at a manageable level. The mayor has announced during a press conference today that effective Thursday morning, there will now be restrictions on cars entering the borough, specifically that you may not have a vehicle with less than three people in it (laughs) if you're going into the city. So, sorry for you if you don't have enough friends to fill up your car uh, at the certain time of day in which you must go to work. Interesting. But, uh, if, you, uh, if you are in a car with uh, two people or less, you will not be allowed into Man- uh, Manhattan. Wow. Yeah. That's a little bit different, huh? I, I'm, I'm a little stunned. How yeah. long is this going to last? Uh, as long until, as they want. Yeah. I mean, it says here Thursday and all day Friday from 6 a.m. to midnight. So presumably on Saturday, unless it's extended for some reason. I mean, they're allegedly trying to clear clear out the the tunnels, I'm the sure water, and all that. Um, there you go. Just figured I'd share that one. I thought it was an interesting addition to all the shutdowns. 
855 is uh, the toll-free number here. So in other news, uh, Nemi, you had something with which you wanted to share. Uh, and then, Mark, you've got the Halloween costume story that we do every single year as far as what's the most popular Halloween costumes for 2012. Yeah, there's a little surprise there. We'll get to that. Uh, so a D.C. police officer who jumped onto the hood of a packed car and, was, and fired five gunshots at its occupants minutes after offering a transgender woman $500 for sex was found guilty of assault with a deadly weapon on Friday. Wow. Was he really angry that he got turned down? He was also convicted of solicitation. He was acquitted of the most serious charge he faced, assault with intent to kill, and six related offenses stemming from an August 26, 2011 argument that turned violent. Okay. So uh, my favorite thing to do is pretend that cops are real people um, and that they are you know, subject to the same laws that you and I are subject to. We're told this all the time. The police are subject to the same laws that, uh, that we're all subject to, that civilians are subject to. And mm-hmm. I'm just wondering... Under what circumstances would I not be charged with assault with a deadly weapon if I jumped onto the hood of a car and fired five rounds into into what did you say the roof of the car? The roof or, of the car, or the I would think you'd be charged with attempted murder at its occupants. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine you would be charged with anything but attempted murder. Right, and I would assault agree. With a deadly weapon and assault with a weapon, and you know, I mean, just the whole yeah. possession the, of a weapon yeah, in DC. Whole, right, sure. Sure. So during a week-long trial in D.C. Superior Court, prosecutors argued that Fur became aggressive after the transgender woman declined his offer to pay for sex. So yes, Ian, mm. you're right. He got <laughs> turned down. His attorneys, David Knight... I totally guessed on that. Uh, you did. Well, isn't it obvious? And, and it wasn't just once, it was twice. So at the time of the incident, who was he was off duty, but he had a blood alcohol level twice the legal limit for drivers in the district. So point. One point one six. Point one six. That's maybe not, not impressive. So he approached a tra- transgender woman in the area of Fourth and K Streets Northwest about four a.m. Offered her a hundred dollars for sex and then followed her oh. to a nearby CVS where he offered her five hundred dollars. Mm. After she t- told two Dang. male friends who were in the store, they confronted him. An argument ensued. He showed the men a gun before they drove away. Um, they followed him in another car. Wow. They he, pulled followed, up, he followed them or they followed they him? They followed him. Okay. And when he came to a stop, they pulled up beside him and someone began punching him in the face. Oh, well. There you go. Prosecutors argued that one man attacked him while defense attorneys said both men took part. After Fur drove off, they slammed their car into his. He then climbed out of his car onto the other car's hood. These are some pretty ballsy fire. dudes. I mean, the cop flashed a gun and they're they're going after him. Yeah. I'm don't know that I'm I, I, I'm moving more towards the cop uh, as this story continues. No, no, because he climbed out of his car onto the other car's hood and opened fire. He'd been attacked. He'd been just assaulted with a car. I'm not saying it's justified. I don't think it's, he, it, you know, he should have done it. But, I mean, he just got rammed. So, okay. So. Uh, I kind of understand why someone escalates after violence has been escalated against them. It's revenge, retaliatory force. Mm-hmm. He's hassling a, a woman who doesn't want to have sex absolutely. with him. Absolutely. So they said, leave her alone. He showed a gun. Yep. He drove and then away. They followed, they then they followed, followed him. him and rammed him, punched him in the face and rammed his car. Yeah, that that's overboard for sure. So. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that uh, at this point, once the, they, they, they've got their licks in on this dude. So he said um, the shooting took place at First and Pierce, blocks from an area that is a popular hangout for transgender women who sometimes work as prostitutes during late night and early morning hours. 
Some of their customers are men who freestyle or who have sex with transgender women. That's what freestyling is? I I guess. Okay. Apparently. I'm going to need to look this up. Hold on. Oh, dear. Urban Dictionary. Here we go. Yep. Fur, who had been in D.C. jail since his arrest shortly after the shooting, was ordered released. His family, seated in the courtroom, wept and hugged him after he was ordered free. Now, I, I'm sorry. I just don't think that climbing onto the hood of someone's car and, and shooting at them is, is the answer. Oh, I don't think it is either. I, I just, you know, when it, neither is ramming them when you want them to go away and leave you alone, chasing them down and ramming. When he's leaving, <laughs> right? Right. Yeah. So the guy was leaving. He was leaving the situation where these guys had confronted him and they continued to uh, pursue him, which I think was a mistake on their part. I would agree. I would agree, that's, but that's then definitely you know, escalating. I don't. I don't think you should be pursuing people who turn you down for sex once they've said no. Leave no, I agree. Be. No, I totally agree. The you cop know. was in the wrong first. Yeah. Absolutely, the cop was in the wrong first, and when he left, that should have been it. That yeah. should have been the end of it. All right, well, let's go home. That guy's gone. Urban Dictionary doesn't have freestyle as uh, wanting to have sex with uh, transgendered individuals in its top seven definitions. Well, here. you know, I tend to trust the Washington Post more than Urban Dictionary as okay. a source myself. I don't know. I could be wrong. Um, number six is standing up and using the bathroom without using your hands. Let's go to the phones. Try Marcus again. I believe he's back. Marcus, are you with us? Yeah, I'm here. Hey, you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was getting McDonald's, man. Good times. Well, you are on the radio, so go ahead. Okay, yeah, I was I was talking about, um, I, I know you guys talk about jury nullification. Yes, sir. But I was, I was wondering what you thought about maybe uh, police nullification. Tell me what that means. I mean, I'm... I mean, essentially, I guess it would mean the same thing as your notification, meaning that the police should only uh, enforce, not enforce bad laws. If the law is bad, you know what I'm saying? No, I agree. Police absolutely. What you're talking about is discretion, and uh, the police absolutely can do this. They They do uh, do it, as a matter of fact. Right. Yeah. Hey, what'd you order there? (laughs) You know, I got... um, a Big Mac and some fries. Right on. It sounds sounds good. When I get a Big Except Mac, I, I prefer McDonald's. to get it without the lettuce because the lettuce doesn't have any nutritional value and it just takes the special sauce and drops it on your shirt. That's an interesting point. <laughs> but you're absolutely you right, Marcus. Uh, the police have the ability and they absolutely do use discretion anytime they, for instance, are not enforcing laws that are never enforced. So like around here in Keene, New Hampshire, there's, or I think it might be statewide, actually, New, all of New Hampshire, playing sports on Sunday is illegal, but you don't see them out cracking down on sporting, you know, sporting events. So clearly they're using, uh, they're using you know, their ability to use discretion every single day. It's just that convincing them to use discretion in the case of like drug possession and things like that is a very difficult thing to do because con- you know going after the uh, drug dealers and such is a lucrative prospect for the police. Breaking well, they, up a they've a, been taught like all of us all their lives that drugs are bad. Right. Well, also they know that they can get cash too, and that uh, that's good for the department. No, it's also Whereas good for promotions. Breaking up a little league game isn't going to really be a windfall of cash for them. No, I thank you for the call tonight, Marcus. Enjoy your meal. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. 
Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest Liberty Forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk live, and you can bring up what you want. Toll free eight five five four fifty free. It's the SACL CAI toll free line, and you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that we give to you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. We have archives. You can just click and download as many of them as you would like. The last seven days worth are right there at the top of the page, easy to access. And the years worth that we have are not that much harder. You can just click into the archive section, or you can go to our SoundCloud page. And reach the archives that way. SoundCloud page, you can just go to soundcloud.freetalklive.com or use the link on the left-hand side under Listen and Share on our website at freetalklive.com. Either way, we got lots of archives, and they're all completely free. Bitcoins, they're money for the Internet. Bitcoins are a, I guess, software program that allow you to send and receive money anywhere in the world without having to pay any fees. Uh, you can send. I could send money right now to somebody if they had a laptop in uh, North Korea and could get the internet. I guess that uh, that's an important part too. It's it, they're incredible. No one can mess with your Bitcoin account unless, of course, you uh, don't keep your your computer secure, which is uh, another issue. If you want to get an online wallet that is encoded, you can go to blockchain.info. They've got a free one there. Uh, with that, you can send money. You don't have to have; they don't even have to have a wallet for you to send it to. You can send it to people's email address. You can send it to your Facebook friends or anyone's cell phone number in just about any country around the world. Go find out more about that wallet at blockchain.info and bitcoins in general at weusecoins.org. All right, so there's news out of Amsterdam. We mentioned this briefly at the beginning of the program. We have been talking about uh, in recent times how Amsterdam was looking like they were going to restrict. Uh, the use of cannabis in their city to only city residents. And that was, I believe, th- that they had changed the law uh, to reflect that. But apparently there's news on this uh, issue. It's coming from rawstory.com. Dutch city of Amsterdam, famous hotspot for marijuana tourism, won't be forced to stop selling weed to tourists anytime soon thanks to a pact between the country's liberal and labor parties, which came together this week to form a new coalition government under the new arrangement. Wow, they haven't had a government in a long time. It's been almost two years, hasn't it? Was that Belgium? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Maybe it's it's Belgium that's been without a government for like two years. Really? I would be interested in learning more about that. Well, how are they? How are they living without a government over there? I think that they're just using the same budget from previous. From previous oh, years. I see. That's so the government still exists. The bureaucrats do. They just, I, you know, I don't. They're collecting taxes. Bureaucrats are getting paid. You got a government, right? Uh, under the new arrangement, the so-called weed pass was implemented by the last government. Will be scrapped. Although the drug will still be considered off limits to tourists. However, the incoming government said that individual cities will have the leeway to decide whether to enforce the law or not. Both center-left parties said they opposed the weed pass, which was approved by lawmakers in 2011. Why do they have two center-left parties? It's the Netherlands. I mean, I guess there's, you know, there's a variety of choices in those, those places. In uh, Europe, there are usually in multiple uh, you know, parliamentary system, lots of parties get elected. Wow. Okay. You mean they don't only have two? Nope. 
Um, so both of those parties uh, opposed the weed pass, which was approved in 2011 and given legal clearance by a judge in April, which was set to take effect in Amsterdam next year. Amsterdam voters are largely against the weed pass, meaning the city is not likely to enforce the law. Marijuana technically is illegal in Holland, but individuals cannot be prosecuted for possessing small amounts. So but how do they sell? Um, how do the coffee shops sell it then? Well, the original idea was to make it so they could only sell to locals and not yes, to but tourists. But I'm just asking if it's illegal, technically illegal, but individuals can only possess small amounts. Then right. how is it that places like coffee shops clearly have enough to distribute? Good. Why good. are they not getting? I don't know. Discretion. Yeah, it's right. It's that tourism. has to be it. It's right. discretion. It's got to so, be. Yeah, and and this is huge tourism for uh, for Amsterdam. So thank goodness that they're probably not going to enforce this law. But I guess the weed pass was kind of like the next step of this law preventing uh, tourists from purchasing this. Is that like you would have to have the weed pass in order to be able to buy marijuana from coffee shops. So the weed pass yep. is done for, but the law is still in effect that uh, allows you know that allows the enforcement of you know you can't have this if you're a tourist, but it'll be each individual city that gets to decide how to enforce it. Yeah, there's free it. talk live listeners all over the world. People are buying their tickets, the glass, yep. cheering on Amsterdam That's right now. Right. I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think this is you know definitely a move in the right direction again, but it really is it indicates how fickle you know changing the system is how difficult of a process alaska basically had legalized marijuana for a while didn't it and they flipped it back and then they flipped it back and you know there was they weren't able to cite any good reasons other than the conservatives came into power there and oh it's Ah, prohibition smoking bread smoking pot's bad yeah so uh you know i'm glad to see this happening it's frustrating though to watch to see marijuana provisions have success and then see pushback against it as though anything has changed, as though kids are all of a sudden dying from smoking pot, as though pot has become more dangerous and all the other BS that they uh, that they feed you. It's just people trying to control other people. And gosh, what's the big deal? It's a plant. I mean, the idea that growing a plant is illegal is just absolutely asinine. Make any sense. And, you know, when you look at marijuana... It- it's obviously the history of marijuana, the people that have used it. The United States' drug policy uh, has a, a great deal of effect on the other countries' drug policies. And, uh, you know, that's what it really comes down to. Because if you look at marijuana, it's less harmful than alcohol in, you know, sort of a recreational use. And it's more uh, helpful than, shoot, lots of things out there. It could be used as a drug to treat all kinds of ailments and, uh, you know, mitigate pain and increase appetite. And I guess it helps people with glaucoma in some ways. You know, last, patients. last night we were talking about uh, gambling. And so kind of since we're on the prohibition topic again, just randomly came across another article about another gambling crackdown. This time they've uh, the police have uncovered a gambling ring at youth football games. Authorities have arrested nine people in Deerfield Beach, Florida, including several football coaches, saying they were gambling on youth football games and setting point spreads prior to games. Mm. Bernard Sheriff's officials searched two alleged gambling houses on Monday when they say that people were betting or where they say people were betting on professional college and youth games. The nine men arrested were charged with bookmaking and some were charged with keeping a gambling house. Authorities say suspects have direct ties to the South Florida Youth Football League and several have extensive criminal histories. 
According to their police chief, we take these types of activities seriously and will continue to monitor the situation at our parks. Does that make uh, the does that tarnish the name of the youth football leagues that somebody's put a few dollars on the game? You know, it doesn't bother me if coaches or players gamble on a game as long as they're gambling on themselves. I really have a problem with uh, people because they can throw the game. You mean? Yeah, betting against themselves. Mm-hmm. That you know, betting for the other team. So I find they they can only bet for them their own team. That's what that, you're saying. That's how I would see it. I mean, you know, you might play a little harder if you if you get some money riding on it, too. According to the league's website, it has 22 clubs and 6,000 players of all ages in three counties. So, you know, it makes you wonder, is this just a group of a few guys that was they involved in this? They got point spreads. This isn't just a few people. So I wonder how widespread gambling is on youth football games. Is that one of the reasons why it's so popular? Is it more than just the, go team, it's our school? Is it just because there's a lot of gambling going on and you just don't know about it? 855-450-FREE. You can tell us your experience if you haven't. Free Talk Live. Teaching without preaching the ideals of liberty. To young and old alike, Libertania, The Liberation of Conformia, is a picture book which tells the story of Thomas the Candymaker and his trip from the free land of Libertania to the statist land of Conformia, where he deals with border crossings, fiat money, business regulations, and corrupt officials. With his civil disobedience and run for office, Conformia will never be the same. Go to Libertania.com to purchase your copy today in print or Kindle format. For a discount code, check out the Libertania Facebook page. Take control of these airwaves via the toll-free number. It's brought to you by SACL CAI, and it's 1-855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733, and you are invited to our website as well over at freetalklive.com. News updates, we got them, and we've got them in email form as well as Twitter and Facebook. If you follow us on Twitter and Facebook, you'll get more than just news about the show. You will find out, uh, you know, get some links to the show prep while we're doing the show, maybe some questions asked of you, observations that we'll make uh, on Twitter and Facebook. And you can go and get signed up for any of those. Email, Twitter, Facebook, all over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Bitinstant.com is the place to go to get your Bitcoins. First, you go online to bitinstant.com. They give you all kinds of options uh, from which to where where you can deposit money or give them money in order to buy bitcoins some cases it's online options like dwala other cases it's uh, businesses in your town some of them are banks some of them are cvs uh, what several convenience stores walmarts all kinds of locations there's one near you there's more than a million locations around the world in more than 30 countries bitinstant.com is the largest supplier of bitcoins and they allow you to get it in the safest most economical fashion it's bitinstant.com all right so 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line let's continue with you and your thoughts and then coming up Halloween costumes Mark's got the most popular in 2012 Uh, but first Robert is in Vermont watching at cam.freetalklive.com hey Robert hey I'm watching you yes sir (laughs) hey listen uh, you guys were talking about you know, the legalization of marijuana. And, you know, I think that the reason why it's such a hard time trying to get these laws to, to pass it, to even make it legal, is number one, look at the look at the revenue that the police make when they make a bust in terms of when they collect, you know, all the cash and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. 
That's a big factor. Number two. And it's not just the the police themselves. They don't benefit from it. It's the police departments and their superiors that benefit. So therefore, the cops will benefit if they pocket some cash in the, in the raid. That's true. If they if they you know are, are dirty, and I can't imagine it's you don't put me in a room with a million unmarked bills. I mean, I just don't do it. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that too many people can uh, handle too much temptation in that area. I also think that also that. Uh... <clears throat> That it would uh, raise hell with the with the uh, alcohol industry. Yeah, there's a huge lobby. Uh, the Partnership for a Drug Free America, actually part part of the partnership, uh, are different alcohol manufacturers as well as prescription drug manufacturers. Exactly, Robert. And, and- you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know about any other state at all, but I know that if it, in New Hampshire, I'm sure that it would that that you know that would raise hell with them. Uh, what what do you mean? It would raise hell with who? Well, 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 I mean, in terms of you know the the, the legalization of marijuana, you know, uh, it would would it would it would be like if it was legal, because there's so many people out there that smoke marijuana. I mean, you know, and you can't hide that fact that you know uh, more people are going to be more apt to buy marijuana than they would be to you know to. to oh, hello. I'm still here. Oh, okay. There's there was a weird little disconnect me. with the audio there. So I'm sorry. I'm, I guess I'm missing your point about New Hampshire. Are you saying that because New Hampshire has a state liquor uh, distribution, Monopoly. they would be upset about marijuana? I think so, yeah, because people would be more apt to buy the marijuana that they would, you know. Because I wonder about that. It's such a big thing, you know. Yeah, I, wa- I wonder about that. I mean, plenty of people buy marijuana today, and... That you know, people are still drinking plenty of alcohol as well. I can't really imagine that alcohol would take a a huge hit if uh, marijuana were decriminalized. Plenty of people enjoy both of those products uh, simultaneously. Yeah, I, don't I know. think it would. I think it'd it be would interesting it. to see that. I had never actually seen any of those numbers, and we've we've been looking at prohibition and and places like Amsterdam and other uh, other places like well, that. Look, the the alcohol manufacturers understand if you imbibe too much alcohol, you're going to have a headache in the morning. If you smoke too much marijuana, you're going to be tired and go to sleep. Right, but are uh, the bars shutting down in Amsterdam? No, I don't think they are. But I do think that uh, I I do think that you'll find a certain over time you'll find a certain amount of people choosing marijuana over alcohol because it has Could be. you know it, fewer side effects fewer different, side effects different and, side effects I know I know that I know for myself I was a drink, a big drinker for many many years but I mean I, right now you know I'm you know back into smoking marijuana because it, well for one thing I've got some 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 medical problems and I need to have it no everybody's got their like own the, personal like preferences for sure Every, yeah. everyone has their own personal preferences for sure I just don't know if it's if it's predictable to say that the alcohol industry would take any kind of noticeable hit if marijuana were legalized. I would like to see those numbers, though, and I thank you, Robert, for the call and thoughts. 855-450-FREE. I'd be interested to see. I don't think it would, because if if it was, I guess we'd be seeing it already. Well, I don't know if we'd be seeing it already. You mean like in California or something like that? Well, no, just generally speaking, because people people buy it anyway. Well, right. As Robert just said, I mean, he's buying cannabis now instead of alcohol it's just his personal choice he likes one better than the other i mean obviously everybody's got their preference but in the aggregate alcohol is a pretty popular drug uh and i can't see that really that popularity really waning anytime soon i think it would wane but if if marijuana was legalized especially over time as it became less stigmatized but i don't think that it would lose you know well in california you can pretty much get pot i mean it's not 
Yep. It's not hard to yep. get a medical card in California. Oh, my leg. You know, you just come in with some kind of uh, feign, some sort of pain or something like that. If, if, if there was a drop in 10% of uh, distribution of alcohol, it would be distributed over all the beer and uh, liquor distributors, and it wouldn't be some kind of gigantic hit. They just don't want to lose it. No, I, I get if you. If one no. out of 10 bars shuts down in California, no one's going to know the difference over I, the course of 15 I get what you're years. saying. I'm just wondering, it's, you know, it's been 15 years right. in California. It's certainly been a decade of, of real solid uh, decriminalization as far as cannabis use for medical purposes. So I'm wondering, you know, has there been a 1%, a 5%? You know, I guess 1% wouldn't be statistically significant, but has there been a 5% decrease in the alcohol sales over a decade? I highly doubt it, but I, you know, I could be completely wrong. All we're doing here is com- this total speculation. speculation. So I'd, I'd be interested in hearing that, you know, from... Whoever would know. I guess it would be like the Association of Bar Owners or Association of, of uh, Alcohol distribu- uh, Distribution Points or something like that. Somebody's got those numbers. I think a lot, of sol- a lot of social problems could be solved if somehow marijuana took the place of alcohol, um, you know, as far as oh, the, I, I agree. The, the sort of drug of choice. You'd have a whole lot less uh, probably domestic violence. Uh, you'd certainly have fewer bar fights. Uh, people, you know, just messing with other folks I out in the street. I think productivity would increase. Yeah, let's go to Matt in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Matt, you're listening via our listen lines. Go ahead. Hey, man, how you doing? Um, What's on your mind? I, I had two points, and uh, one of them was you're asking questions how, uh, you know, people in Amsterdam might get a large quantity of marijuana into their, you know, coffee shops, whatever. Well, that's something that I've recently um, been researching, you know, stuff like that. And uh, they apparently have to... Um, get it in illegally, but once it's already in their doors, they cannot have uh, their their local police or federal police take it away from them. Interesting. Like it's already in the safe haven. It's already but a, there. A, apparently, the police don't but care very street, much. I mean, obviously, they don't care very much, or they'd stake out these places and uh, you know put in unmarked cars and right. bust them when they brought in a uh, load and take them off to prison. But they just don't have the prison industrial complex there that they do here in the mm-hmm. United States. I mean, it's a huge, yeah. it's a huge boondoggle. Cops Definitely. probably smoke too. <laughs> and um, and also, I mean, you are talking about um, prescription medications. Now, that's something um, that I've dealt with personally in in my life. Not not necessarily that I've done. I've been medicated, but my brother, he, he's severely handicapped, and he was born. Completely normal, by the way. He had a severe allergies to peanuts, mm. and um, and then so he started having, you know, his he had his first seizure at 18 months old, Yikes. and he's my older brother. And um, my mom didn't know what was going on. She took him to the doctor. They just put him on medication right away, not even considering the fact that it could have been allergies. You know what I'm saying? And even though that my mom was. You know, asking the doctors because it seems like it was allergies because it wasn't just like, like oh he just had a seizure. No, he he was like having symptoms. Allergies can cause seizures. Absolutely. Hang on, you can tell your story here in a moment if you want. Eight five five four fifty free. We'll hear more from Matt. Your calls as well in the remaining moments of Free Talk Live next. Are you a fan of beer, liberty, and good conversation? Do you support freedom, peace, and voluntary interaction? Are you looking to meet others who think like you? 
Don't wait for your move to the Free State Project to get started when you can do something about it today. This is Amanda Mill, encouraging you to set up a Liberty on the Rocks network near you to begin connecting and informing libertarian thinkers over drinks. Visit www.libertyontherocks.org. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. If you're on the line, we'll do our best to get you on. If not, you don't get in tonight, no worries. We do it seven nights per week from 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. Maybe on your local radio station, maybe not. If we're not on your local radio station, give them a call. Talk to the program director and ask them real nicely to have some Free Talk Live on their air. Because, again, we do it seven nights a week, so maybe they're looking at just some weekend changes. We can help them with that. That's right. I mean, we do it seven nights a week, and so in 21 and one quarter hours from now, we'll be back on the air. Exactly right. So you can take control here, 855-450-FREE. And obviously contacting your local talk stations is a great way to help support Free Talk Live. But there are some others. And one of those ways is to promote us. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find uh, how to get a free bumper sticker there, as well as uh, graphics, web graphics, banner ads, that sort of thing. Uh, Flyers that you can print out and post up locally. Head over to promote.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Matt listening in Texas. Matt, you're back on Free Talk Live. Now, you were telling us about your older brother, I believe it was, who has a peanut allergy. Yeah. And that apparently brings about seizures, which I didn't know that was uh, possible. Go ahead. Well, you see, the, what happened was that, you know, it led to, to, like, fevers. And then, like, you know, the, the fevers got so severe that they he just his body couldn't control it you know what i mean he just mm. went into convulsions again. Wow. so like that's what that's what started it all and then you know at first they didn't know what was going on and it was just because he was eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches you know mm. what i'm saying oh gosh and so, and so the doctors got him on you know medication and then for seizures you know, seizure never, medication right yeah you mm-hmm. know heavy doses at an 18 you know what I'm saying? 18 months. I mean, already medicated and on a severe level, you know, and then, like, they realized that the medication wasn't working, upping the doses, changing medications, upping the doses. And so he's thinking about every experimental, you know what I'm saying, that that's out there to the point that he's had uh, brain surgery oh, and God. literally uh, separated the two hemispheres that are connecting to each other so he doesn't have full body seizures. He's only having you know, half body seizures. Wow. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. And then from there, he had to learn how to walk and talk again and stuff like that. And it was just, it was terrible, you know, watching <sighs> him go from, hey, uh, hey, Matt, you know, I learned this new song at school today to repeating himself and drooling and not oh. able to carry a conversation, not even respond to what you're saying, but very, you know, and just speak what's on his mind, but on very small sentences and mm-hmm. repeat it over and over and over again, you know? And it's like, like, that's what I watched him go to, and it was just because of the medication. And then, like, whenever he was um, little, you know, I, I remember him being pretty normal but drooling because of the medication. And, and so, like, I, I when did they discover when, when did they discover he had a peanut allergy? I mean, at what point did that happen? When he was, like, eight years old. Hmm. Eight years old, man. I mean, so he was on medication his, damn near his whole life, you know? And you said he's tried and, just about everything. Yeah, yeah, everything, and it doesn't work. And you know what? The only reason why medication is even the leading form of, of like, you know, what hospitals use, what doctors use, is because of the Rockefellers. You know, in the 1900s, 
uh, J.D. Rockefeller hired a man to go all around the country, and it took him five and a half years to, to, to visit every single hospital that was, you know, up and running at that point. And whoever was using medication for their, you know, for their treatments, he donated a million dollars to each one of them so that it just... You know, it's and when you say medication, you mean like kind of the traditional uh, pills, like, not yeah, like yeah, natural, definitely. not not like a natural remedy kind of thing. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And you know what? So I'm all for you know marijuana. I'm all for ayahuasca. I'm all for mushrooms. I'm all for whatever it is that's natural. Whatever is not natural is what kills you. Thank you, actually, Matt, for your call and thoughts tonight. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. I know there are certainly a lot of people... I, I'm pretty skeptical of a lot of those medications. I think that's interesting. I forget who was, was talking about this. I don't know if it was on the air or not, but they pointed out that uh, with all these medicine ads, they always kind of list the side effects. Right. Well, it's interesting that they call it that. They The suggestion of the caller, I think, was that they should just call them effects because that's what happens to people when they take that medication. Right. Those are effects of the medication. They're not the desirable effects. They're not the effects that you're, you're buying the medication <laughs> for, but those are the effects of uh, taking that medication Potential for a lot effects. of people. Yeah. For some, I mean, right. Some of the side effects affect some people, some, uh, some don't. Right. I but, took... Uh, Chantex, which is this uh, stop smoking thing. A lot of people have these horrifying, vivid nightmares on them. Ooh. I had some vivid dreams, but it was I wasn't. just dreamed in color. That was that was the only difference for me when I took Chantex. Mm. But I remember people that came off it when they had quit smoking that just went off the deep end. Were were totally not okay. It messed with their head a yeah, lot. It, yeah, it did. Bobby on the line, listening in Virginia. Bobby, you're where are you at in Virginia, by the way? Oh. Shenandoah County. Excellent, sir. Go ahead with your thoughts. You're probably listening to WSVG out of Mount, ja- Mount Jackson. Yeah, I believe so. Great. What's okay. on your mind? Uh, I was uh, stopped by the police one night, and uh, they found me with a weapon, which I had legally bought in 93, though I could no longer prove it at this time. Uh, sure. Who's carrying around a, uh, a, you know, a receipt for whatever weapon they've got? Well, it's been 20 years, you know. Who knows where that receipt is? Right, right. The gun shop is no longer in business. So anyway, they did the gun check on it and found out that it was stolen from Texas. Okay. So they took the gun with them and didn't charge me with a crime. And I'm trying to figure out if I handled the situation correctly, if I should should have done something differently. All right. So you were driving. They pulled you over. How did they discover you had a gun? I was a pedestrian. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Well, that changes everything. Uh, So you were walking, and what happened? Uh, They just, I guess somebody saw me walking along the road, and it was late at night and all that, and they reported what they thought was suspicious activity, which I was just walking down the road. Were yep. you open carrying Walking late at night is considered suspicious activity well, for were, a lot of people. Were, were, you, uh, open, well, were you open carrying the, were you open carrying the firearm? Uh, not at the time. It was, uh, it was concealed. So How did the... I have a question as well. Were you are you required to have a license to carry concealed and is there weapons registration in, in Virginia? Uh, there was wep- uh, the weapon registration when I bought the gun. Yes, ma'am. Okay, so the the weapon was registered to you. Uh, yes, ma'am. Supposedly and it's when it's I been it. registered to you for twenty years. Uh, as far as I know, I mean, I, of course, this is the first time I've ever um, had any dealings with law enforcement. 
Okay. And well, were, continue with your story. But those are those are the two questions I had out so of the So the gate. cops pulled up. How did they determine you were armed? Uh, I pulled up the, my jacket to uh, show them the weapon. Why? So there would know, be no questions. Did they and ask you if you had a weapon? Uh, well, no, they seen it when I pulled it up. Why did you show them? Uh, just to be on the safe side, I guess. There's the answer I, to your question is, no, you did not handle the situation correctly. That, well, the mistake was to show them the weapon in the first place. That's only going to give them more of a reason to further investigate you. Here's a tip, and I'm not a lawyer. This is not legal advice. But true. when the police uh, approach you on the street, it's called a contact and unless they have some reasonable, articulable suspicion to detain you, you may always ask, whether you think you're detained or not, am I being detained? You can ask the officer that, and if he says yes, you can ask for his reason why you're being detained. Uh, you can also ask, am I free to go? These That's are two my favorite. really important questions to ask. Am I free to go? And usually, a lot, in a lot of cases with a police contact, you will be free to go, but most people don't know that because the police are very authoritative in their demeanor, and they believe they have to stand there as long as the police wa- uh, police officer wants them to stand there. You were not wanted for any crime. They were not ser- you know, searching for somebody who just robbed a liquor store nearby, and well, you well, met, may, met their They may very well say something like that. but um, They may. The, but you know, At that point, then they have probable cause to to detain you if right. that's the case, and then they can go ahead and detain you. You're under you no sound like a really nice guy, and that's what they count on. Yeah. They count on right. people being nice, and they walked away with your gun. And it was your first time uh, interacting with the police. It's always hard. You know, it gets easier the more times you do it. Uh, but you know, if you don't have to answer any of their questions. And, and, and I'm not going to tell you you don't have to show ID. There are apparently some states where they require that, but I think it's ridiculous, the idea that you would have to have ID on you if you're not driving. So uh, generally the best thing to do on a contact situation is to ask if you're being detained and free to go and then leave the scene. I would also advise that you should check your local laws for the, the um, ID and permit or license requirements for you to carry while you are carrying a firearm. I, I don't know how easy it is to check your local laws, but you could certainly get in touch with local gun organizations who might well, know the answer. Usually the gun or, yeah. organizations have stuff online. Yep, absolutely. Right. I'm just saying it's really hard to open up the law books and find that stuff. Bobby? Where's explain to me why the, why the officer that conducted the investigation, I guess you could say, uh, legally, I was entitled to carry it as long as it wasn't concealed in this county. I wish we had more time to talk to you. If you want to call back tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Eastern time is when we start the show. You're welcome to call us back. We can continue then because we're out of it for tonight. Bobby, I appreciate your call and appreciate the the, uh, the question. Philip, call us tomorrow. We'll talk to you then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. All right, so we're going to do a bit of an after show here for you. Uh, there was something mentioned during our program tonight uh, that we didn't really have a, a big chance to expound upon, and that is that, Mark, you're going to be going down to Washington, D.C., yep. into the belly of the beast Take on it. Monday. Taking the uh, plug-in Prius through the wasteland into the belly of the beast. That's right. So why are we talking to the listeners about that? Well, um, you know, basically... This is kind of one of the first things Free Talk Live has done like this. This is us uh, reaching out to the sort of greater liberty community. Free Talk Live has kind of always functioned as uh, you know a radio show that's sort of autonomous from other liberty or- organizations. I mean, for God's sakes, the Libertarian Party doesn't even advertise on Free Talk Live. You mm-hmm. know, it's uh, we're we just comment and 
we don't hold any punches. And, you know, I think that that's what a lot of our listeners like about Free Talk Live. But uh, we've decided to, you know, do a little more outreach into the the Liberty community and and that kind of thing. And uh, one of them is to sponsor this uh, third party debate. Now the sponsorship itself doesn't really cost us anything because it's a it's a media sponsorship. Just some airtime. We're just talking about the debate, and so therefore we get listed as a sponsor. Yep, and and the de- that's worth something because obviously uh, we sell airtime. So I mean, there's value there. Yeah, but uh, there, there were a bunch of those media sponsors, so we're kind of listed in like a paragraph of yeah. sponsors. So. You uh, expressed an interest in maybe being a part of uh, the debate, and you, I guess, talked to the organizer about it, and they thought that was a fine idea because I guess there was a panel of some sort on, on the first one. That's right. There's going to be a panel, and as I understand it, I am going to be, you know, one of their pundits, um, and I'm, you know, looking forward to that. It should be a good thing. I don't know exactly how anything's going to work mm-hmm. with the hurricane going through. You know, it's just difficult to know. I mean, I know that there are some phone lines down today. I couldn't get a hold of some people. And, you know, so it is what it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I should be up there making some some contacts and that kind of thing. I hope that we can make some contacts with some organizations and some people that really support what Free Talk Live's doing and uh, can help us get on to more radio stations. That's what really our end goal here is, is that Free Talk Live, and we've said it before, and I'm going to pound this thing home, is Free Talk Live does better than anybody else this one thing. We reach average individuals with the ideas of liberty. Who weren't looking for it. Yeah, uh, we were a push medium. Now, the Ron Paul campaign, I would argue, did a better job than Free Talk Live could ever do. Not a per dollar better job, though. I mean, I, yeah. you know, they, they had millions upon millions and millions of dollars. We've had you know, a few thousand. Yeah, I mean, over our uh, existence, we've had more than a few thousand, yeah. you know, a few hundred thousand, I'd say. But, um, you know, obviously we've gone through some money in that And we're about to cross our 10-year uh, anniversary here yep. in a few days. So. But the thing about the Ron Paul campaign, this is not re- replicatable. Yeah. It's, it's completely unreplicatable. When you can show me the next 10-term principled libertarian congressman then I'll believe that it's replicatable. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry, I, I, as much as I liked Rand Paul, and I like Rand Paul, I don't think he's his father. He's not perceived as his father. If he is his father, he's acting in a more surreptitious fashion yeah. um, about his liberty, which I think is fine. It just doesn't get a certain amount of people excited. Where the Ron Paul, Ron Paul su- supporters are split on Rand Paul. And that split goes with the most ardent Ron Paul supporters tend to be the ones that don't support Rand. Right. Because, um, you know, that's just that's just that. And I'm, you know, I wish all the best for Rand. I wish all the best for the campaign for liberty. I just don't think the Ron Paul campaign is replicatable. And I don't think Ron Paul's going to run for president in 2016. And if he does, I don't think he's going to, you know, maybe, I don't know. It's I just don't think it's replicatable. As the case may be, Free Talk Live is the only replicatable way to they're the best replicatable way to get the ideas of liberty out to the average what do you individual. mean when you say replicatable replicatable Maybe we can get on more radio stations that's exactly right okay if we had enough money we would be able to get glossy mailers and uh, exciting kind of uh you know propaganda pieces into the hands of program directors all around the nation i know this is effective my station carried uh, uh the one in uh, sarasota florida that i was the general manager of and you know small little owner i was a, kind of an owner on paper uh, of carry ended up carrying a uh, a hardware or a handyman show after they sent us a hammer 
<laughs> you know, I mean, it stuck. It was a it was a kind of little thing that stuck in people's mind. I'm sure they got these hammers relatively cheap. They sent them all out. It's a great hammer. I've still got it. <laughs> and, you know, these kind of things make a difference. So if Free Talk Live had a marketing budget of $60,000 a month or something like that that we could dump into it, this is chump change compared to what the Ron Paul campaign was spending, by the way. Yeah. If we had that kind of money, we'd be on several hundred radio stations in the next year would be my guess i don't think so you don't think so that Uh, seems really unrealistic you get you get the mailers in people's hands and you'd be able to i don't know don't know if i agree we've never talked about this before mark you've never suggested doing this the first time i've heard you talking about this Uh, i tend to be skeptical of direct mail as uh, as far as advertising is concerned and i'm certainly skeptical of your idea that we'd get that many radio stations in that that amount of time i think that we. i wouldn't want to oversell uh what we're capable of doing but over time the more money that we have to market free talk live the more effective that will be frankly we could double our coverage with one radio station wouldn't you agree Double our coverage? Yes, our average quarter hour listenership. Could you mean be the doubled. amount of people listening? That's right. Gotcha. Um, not not cornfields, Ian. Yeah. People, ears. The gotcha. only thing that matter. Um, yes, we could double our coverage with one good radio station. So mailers and a marketing budget really would matter. And what it would be nice is, is if Free Talk Live could find, you know, advertisers that can stomach our kind of politics mm-hmm. because some advertisers just can't it would be nice if we could find sponsors of uh, you know sort of allied organizations or something like that and that's what i'm really doing going down to this uh, this event and it would be nice if we could find um, angels like uh, you know sacral cai and memory dealers i mean these are organizations that they don't it they're not going to get they're not buffeted by the winds of uh of of public opinion and so if we can find things like this by getting out and meeting other people mm-hmm. in the liberty movement that's going to be very good for free talk live it's very good for the liberty movement how can you help as the listener as the listener now's when i'm asking you to amp because We've certainly I amp I ask you to amp all the time because I think the amp program is the best way, the best use of your liberty dollar. If you're going to put money towards anything, frankly, I think it's better than the Ron Paul campaign because it's more efficient in its effectiveness. But the Ron Paul campaign's over. So now you can make your decision with your liberty dollar. I'd love to have Ron Paul on the air uh, seven nights a week, three hours a night talking about liberty in different, you know, 100 plus different markets. We'd probably have to pay him. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did offer uh, his campaign lady that we talked to, or whoever she is, her, his chief of staff, uh, did tell her, "Hey, if you know Ron wants to do a radio show, let me know." I told I I told her I told him too to my yeah. to his face over you know oh, yeah? over the over oh, cool. the radio. Um, I said, "Yeah, that's same, right. You did mention that. I made it. I made the offer that he could be on the air if that's what he wanted to do." But you know, it's one of the things that the AMP program does to go. It supports the LRN.FM uh, broadcast as well, which would be where we'd put Ron Paul if he actually was willing to do. Oh, something you're talking like about that. giving him his own show. I was, rec- I was yeah. offering him a, a seat on no, Free no, Talk no. Live. No, no, I know you offered him a seat on Free Talk Live, but I figured, hey, maybe he'd want to do his own show if he did. We could help him with that. Yes. But uh, he I could don't do that from Clute, Texas. I didn't really think this was going to be a general, hey, amp the show kind of uh, after show. There was a specific reason right. you wanted to talk to right. so the listener. Basically, if if you are a if you're an amplifier and thank you. What's that? Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And you're motivated by this uh, this little bit to throw us some extra money. It's going to cost money to go down there. You're going to have to stay in a hotel. It's going to cost you some gas money to get down there, even though you are driving a hybrid car, so it won't be as much in, in gas. Certainly not, but there's uh, wear and tear down. on every vehicle. Yep. Um, and uh, you, you know, you're going to be in a hotel room. It's only going to be a night, right? You're just going to drive down, stay the night, my intention. come back up. 
and you, you know, for me, it's not but so much But there's going to be also an after party of some sort. Yeah. And, maybe and, you're going to meet some interesting people. Maybe you won't. Who knows how that's going to end up panning out because we've never been to anything like this before. And this organization uh, has never done this debate before. Yes, they've done a debate uh, previously. Was it the last uh, 2008. The last okay. Uh, so, well, anyway, I just think it's worth it to send you down there because you're going to get TV coverage. I mean, there's going to be... You're going to be on a panel on a very well-watched uh, debate. I mean, there were thousands of people that watched that last debate. Yep. And this was recommended by our PR lady who is, uh, you know, she's getting us out there in lots of ways that we weren't For doing. peanuts, by the way. We're yeah. barely even giving her anything. For yeah. This. And that's and we'd like to be able to buy more of her time. There's no doubt about yeah, it. She's Basically, very busy and very good at what she does. She, she's, she's donating some time to us and giving us ideas of things we can do on our own. But the problem is... We are already working full, full, full time. I mean, I don't know what – you get up at a, an irregular uh, schedule, but you work for Free Talk Live just about every waking hour when you're not out hassling some government bureaucrat for no good uh, reason. I g- get up at 8.20 in the morning, and I'm checking my emails after I've – you know, basically by 9 o'clock, and I get off at 10 when we're not doing an after show, at which point I get off at 11. So it's uh, – you know, we're both putting in – 12, 13, 14 hour days. This isn't hard work and it's not sending me to an early grave or anything like that. It's just difficult to do a new task that one has to learn um, without being and then keep all the other balls in the air at the same time. So if you want to help support Mark's trip to D.C. to Please be do. a part of the debate, yeah. uh, you can go to amp.freetalklive.com, and you can do the one-time contribution there if you'd right. like to just throw some cash in. So I'm asking amplifiers, current amplifiers, to consider a one-time contribution to the AMP program to help pay for this. And I'm five also, bucks, ten bucks. I'm know. also asking people out there who have been thinking about amplifying, have not yet amplified, and things like that to to do their to to amplify now. Um, I was just speaking to a gentleman um, over the weekend who's a longtime listener of Free Talk Live, but not an amplifier. And what he said was, "Is well, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and if I amped Free Talk Live, then I'd have to give money to all the other podcasts because he'd feel guilty." Yeah, you're not. Amping. I'm not asking you to amp Free Talk Live because you listen and enjoy free, listen to and enjoy Free Talk Live. I'm asking you to amp Free Talk Live because we're the most effective use of your liberty dollar. Because none of those other podcasts are on 110 radio stations. Right. Let's let's go up against the big boy. Let's talk about Stefan Molyneux for a second. Stefan Molyneux big. makes some yeah. really great content. I love his videos. I love what he does. What he doesn't do in the same way as Free Talk Live. And I think if you donate to Stefan Molyneux, you should continue doing it because he does such great work. He's such an incredible thinker. You know, Free Talk Live, I don't think we're the thinkers that he is. But what we do better than Stefan Molyneux is is we get the ideas of liberty out to the average individual. Free Talk Live's on 114 radio stations. There's nothing like that out there. It's uh, 14 the last time I looked. All right, I'll take your word for it. That's what you do for a living. It comes and goes. More than 110 radio stations. And 
we, you know, we're broadcasting on these stations on a weekly basis and reaching a whole bunch of people. Oh, and don't forget, Stefan Molyneux is on LRN.FM. Yep. So the money that you give to the AMP program, some of it does go to support LRN.FM. That's true. And so therefore, by proxy, it supports a lot of those other podcasts that you might enjoy. If I just they're think- on LRN.FM, they're getting aired on, there's a pirate station in Oklahoma City that's airing uh, various different programs. There's, uh, of course, the one on in Keene, as well as in other places. There's a distinction and what i'm trying to the point i'm trying to make is there's a distinction in what free talk live does and the rest of these other shows what they do and you know free talk live it's not like we're bringing you the deep thoughts and liberty in a lot of cases and that's you know that's kind of left to some extent for the the shows that can drill down they don't have to reset every segment things like that free talk live is is bringing the elementary liberty message to the average individual and you as the advanced liberty listener may or may not want to continue to listen to that on into the future but you need to continue to support it that's the point you don't need to you should continue to support it, I believe, if you want to propagate these ideas. If you think these ideas of liberty are important, we we are a great way to bring those ideas out. And, you know, taking us to events like this uh, debate and things like that allow us to get out to find more supporters. And that's, a, you know, that's the way to amplify your money. So another example of something we're working on now is uh, we were talking with our PR lady today, Mm -hmm. and if you saw Mark's appearance on CBC recently, you can see it over at publicity.freetalklive.com. Tell them what CBC is. For those of you who don't live in Canada, CBC is the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. Right. So it's the biggest, you know, it's... It's it's basically state TV. It's essentially the PBS of Canada, right? Yeah, but it's big. Right. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Uh, PBS isn't as big. That's interesting. So anyway, CBC had a news segment. They did it on uh, you, Mark, and it was all about New Hampshire's effect on the national election. You had the chance to plug the Free State Project. Obviously, you plugged Free Talk Live as well. And uh, it was like a, what, a four-minute appearance? Yeah, or it was four like minutes. That? It didn't feel like it. But it's a decent appearance. Uh, did it feel faster or slower? It felt much faster. Okay. I felt like I got two minutes out of her or something like that. So, and she was, you know, you left that uh, encounter with a positive uh, effect they on the lady They were very pleased with it. I, with. I looked like a super genius talking about what would happen if there was a tie in the electoral college. Um, nobody knows what's going to happen in you, that case. You uh, might get invited back. It, you know, it was a positive appearance. They got along well with you. You might get invited back. So uh, one of the things that, uh, obviously that's you know that helps amp the show it helps yep. get free talk live out there but the background was kind of weak it was uh the, you know the rack in the studio was behind you there so we're it looking at radio-y. getting yeah we're it's looking, the best thing we had we're looking at getting one of those uh, what they call step and repeat uh, step and repeat it's a backdrop yeah so like if you've ever seen video with uh, the stars at some sort of an appearance and they've got those logos behind them yeah. the staggered logos that's a step and repeat so we would like to get one of those for Free Talk Live. Maybe put LRN.FM on there as well. And But that's a few hundred bucks. I mean, to get a decent, large step and repeat, something that uh, is you know really big, so you can you know have like a photo op in front of, or in your case, Mark, you know put it up behind you while you're doing an appearance like that on CBC. And if you uh, donate, here's the offer for you. If you donate for the step and repeat to the AMP program with the um, it's one time contribution or start amping, when you come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival or the Liberty Forum, we'll have the step and repeat up, and we'll take pictures with you and your girlfriend or whoever you're bringing with. 
We'll happily take your pictures in front of the step and repeat. We'll call... Uh, well, we would have taken pictures anyway. Indeed. But, but that's the offer. Now we've got a step and repeat, so it looks fancier. Yeah, it looks nice. You'll, right. be, in, you'll be with your, you know, you can call us radio stars if you want, but we'll, we'll right. do our best to make us look starry for you. Well, and that's good, too, because then it gets the logo out there and yeah. a bunch of pictures. And then people and, can share it, and it has Free yeah. Talk Live in front of it, and it's yeah, a good thing. Exactly. So these are some of the things we're working on right now. These are what the AMP dollars are going to... Look, the AMP dollars are going to go to these things whether or not you... You know, you go to amp.freetalklive.com tonight and sign up for AMP. Yeah, or that's contribute. the really tough part about this is that, you know, we don't live on much here, Ian. It's not like you're living in a lavish lifestyle, and I'm certainly not in my 800-square-foot house. I mean, you know, we we put our money you, – you're putting our, your money back towards this show. I put my money towards this show. And we're going to get done the things that need to get done. We're just asking for your support in the process. You can – continue to listen to free talk live without ever giving a dime and you can just watch how the liberty movement grows and you can cheer us from the sidelines maybe share us on your facebook page and things like that it's cool i understand but if you can take the time to go because mostly it's about taking the time Mm -hmm. it's not about the money money. five bucks is nothing five bucks is uh, you know the the amount of food you shouldn't be eating in the month anyway you know it's some tasty little treat that you're denying yourself um you know in you know that you're giving to free talk live instead in the mm-hmm. form of five dollars it's nothing so it's really not about the amount of money that you're saving by not amping free talk live it's about taking the time to go to amp.freetalklive.com and putting the recurring billing on your your uh, card how long do you think it takes ian can't be more than five minutes, ten minutes. I mean, if you don't have an account, it might take you a short bit to to sign up for like an account on our website. Mm-hmm. If you already have the account on our website, then it would be faster. So relatively, so relatively five simple. to ten minutes, yeah. depending on yeah, for sure. Yeah, and ten minutes doesn't take uh, doesn't seem like ten minutes when you're actually involved in doing something. Right. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Thanks in advance uh, if you do support my trip, please. Thanks if you already amp. Appreciate that and appreciate you listening. Thanks. Election Day is fast approaching. As Americans, we're looking to vote in a new batch of Washington's best, brightest, and morally bankrupt flim-flam artists that money can buy. These irresponsible, unaccountable politicians will try to convince us that red is more fashionable than blue, or that blue is superior to red. These hucksters all want us to know that it's okay to bend over for their big business friends. In our hearts, we all know that no matter what color we choose, we're going to get screwed. Oh, yeah. The staff at Vava Voom says let's get screwed in style. From naughty to nice, Vava Voom has all the top brands of adult novelties, DVDs, sexy lingerie, and supplements that will help keep your bedroom heated these cold winter nights. Let Vava Voom help you get your kink on. Prefer to shop naked? Oh, yeah. Fulfill even your naughtiest fantasies online at shopvavavoom.com. That's shopvavavoom.com. 